This is Unfilter, episode 133 for February 11th, 2015. President Obama's proposal to authorize the war on ISIS opens a new door to more than just airstrikes. Our coalition is on the offensive. ISIL is on the defensive, and ISIL is going to lose. Asking Congress for the green light on his war plan, the president charges ISIS with the deaths of American hostages, including their most recent known victim, Kayla Mueller. If left unchecked, he warns ISIS could pose a threat to the U.S. homeland. Welcome to Unfilter, episode 133 of Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show that's distracting you from all of that TV you probably shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris, and joining me every single week is the always excellent Mr. Chase. Hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Hey. 133, I feel like it's a powerful episode. Mm, and if you add uh, the two in February with the 11th, that is another three. There's 13 there, and then if you... <laughs> never mind. Dude, dude, this is not this is not Math Weekly. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the square root of one thirty three and what you can do possibly with uh, prime numbers. Dude, I'm just all that and more. I'm just saying it's a powerful number. I won't go any further than that. All right. Well, we have a great show coming up. Yes, uh, we do. So, uh, Chase, we have a make good. I'm, I'm I'm right here up on the top of the show. Uh, we're just a show. few seconds in. I got to be honest with the audience. I got Ooh. I got to be real. Okay. You ready? I'm re- hold on. I'm ready now. Okay. All right. I think we should have talked about Brian Williams last week. No. No? No. No, why is that? No. It was a distraction of the it week was, last it week? It was a distraction last week because we have talked on the show numerous times mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. our awesome representatives and politicians and people who represent are, are us supposed, so, so well. I mean, totally. Oh, and, man. And, and they never lie. God, I'm so represented right now. And for us to slip into the trap <laughs> of talking about a news presenter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And managing editor of right. NBC Nightly News. Managing editor. Managing editor. We shouldn't, I mean, who are we to focal point on anybody like Anderson <laughs> Cooper or oh, Wolf Blitzer? No, totally. We would, or we would, Shep. In fact, I would look down on people who did that. Oh kind my of, gosh, it's Anderson oh, Cooper, everybody! Or uh, any of the women on RT, you know. <laughs> We've never done that on this show, ever. So for us to stoop down to the level of talking about Brian Brian Williams uh, would just be wrong for well, us to do. But now we kind of have to. Here's why we're going to do it. I wasn't going to do it, but uh, Zardoz, who's in our chat room right now, yeah. uh, Brian Williams turns out his father. Wow, yeah, really? He you know, he didn't know until this whole scandal. Wow. Yeah. Took a DNA test? Yeah. Well, and because Zardoz is a uh, Patreon, uh, we're going to talk about Brian Williams today. We're also going to talk about ISIS. We're yeah. also going to talk about ISIL. ISIL. Dash. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will get to Brian Williams yes. eventually today. Okay, fair enough. But I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe we should start with stuff that's actually newsworthy. Hmm. Are you okay with that? Well, Are you okay if we start with actual news? Only if it includes our president. Oh. Then I think it's newsworthy. I if, can work if, that. You, if you're going to include something newsworthy, I think if we had something, okay. anything okay. coming from our president, yeah. I think that would be right newsworthy. off the top. You'd be okay with that? I would be okay with this. He's the president of the United States. Yeah, I mean he's the hmm. leader of the what they call the free world. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, did I say that so with a straight face? All right, sorry. Well, I'll see okay. what he has to say. Okay, Barry, you have the stage. 
President Obama's proposal to authorize the war on ISIS opens a new door to more than just airstrikes. Our coalition is on the offensive. Oh, yeah. ISIL is on the defensive, and ISIL is going to lose. Because, and, and, and why are they going to lose? Do you have any, I, I have an idea. Do you have an idea why ISIL is going to lose? Because we're not going to treat them like the JV team. Because hmm. remember, that's what the president good callback, said. Dude, good, good, solid callback. <laughs> wow, that was a that's that's been like months, dude. Yeah, I know. Good callback. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. Uh. I mean, kinda. Um. See, here's the great thing about an enemy you make up. Right. Um. <laughs> you can declare victory whenever you kind of fucking feel like it, and when right. you don't fucking feel like declaring victory, you can declare. That they're winning. Asking Congress for the green light on his war plan, the president charges ISIS with the deaths of American hostages. Oh. Including their most recent known victim, Kayla Mueller. Oh. 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 Hold on. Oh, I just realized. Hold on, Chase. Now be careful, Chris. Oh, Oh, hold on, Chase. I just realized that your Unfiltered show has been covering something since its very inception. If you've been watching this entire show, then you've watched the entire history of ISIS and which bullshit this is. I'm sorry, 133 is the episode where we just call bullshit on this stuff. We have watched literally ISIS. ISIL, Chris. Or we Dash. Have, we have watched it on this program. We've watched it unfold from the beginning. From it, the inception yes. of the ISIS group. Yes. We have watched every single hostage. Yes. We have talked about every, every single week we have talked about this. And what we have documented on your listener, your unfiltered program, is how the United Motherfucking States of America Uh-oh. goes Alert to the war. Sensors. <laughs> how do we go to war? This is how we do it. And we have documented it right here on the Unfiltered Show for weeks. This is how the United States of America goes to war. If left unchecked, he warns, ISIS could pose a threat to the U.S. homeland. While the president says this battle won't be a flashback to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan involving hundreds of thousands of troops, Mr. Obama's new authorization does seek ground forces for rescue operations, missions to kill ISIS leaders, intel collection, and airstrikes. But we had actionable intelligence about a gathering of ISIL leaders. Look, guys. Look. Look. We are the only people in this coalition who is willing to go balls deep into fucking these guys up the ass. And we're the only motherfuckers that will fuck these guys without any lube. And so if the other people in the coalition won't fuck these motherfuckers without lube, it's up to the motherfucking United States of fucking America. Man, Chris. Our partners didn't have the capacity to get them. I would be prepared to order our special forces to take Fuck action. Yes! America! The fellow Democrats are nervous about the proposal's language, barring, quote, enduring combat. <laughs> I'm concerned about the breadth and, and vagueness of the ground troop. Oh, the Republicans! The Republicans are concerned about the vagueness! They're concerned about the open-endedness! The Republicans! Um... Uh, of the ground troop language. Oh, you're really concerned! Know what enduring offensive oh, enduring. combat operations means, and deliberately, uh, uh, I think... Uh, we didn't give a shit during Iraq. We didn't give a fucking shit during Iraq. But now that we're going to go into ISIS, now all of a sudden, we give a shit. Oh, we give a shit! To be ambiguous. 
The White House response to that? that? Josh, is your buddy. Yeah, the language is fuzzy, is it not? Uh, intentionally so. Uh, and the, the intent intentionally is... Intentionally so. The language yes. is intentionally fuzzy. Yes, Jim, because we believe it's important that there aren't overly burdensome constraints that are placed on the commander-in-chief who needs the flexibility to be able to respond to contingencies that emerge uh, in a uh, chaotic military conflict. Like This is the hardest thing, because that actually makes sense. It does. Right? Like, if you're going to go fight ISIS, you don't want to tie down what you can do. No, and you don't want to restrict it to any border. Right. And if ISIS is a legitimate bad guy, you don't want to – you just kind of want to be able to go in and kick some butt. Right. That makes sense. By remote control. That's extremely logical. (laughs) 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 By drone or perhaps might be by boots on the ground. But this, to me, actually from the administration, if you were to buy off everything else – Seems like an exception. I, I will say position. this. I mean, uh, the reporter, when he asked the question, yeah. he's like, wait, are you, are you, you this is really? vague, dude. You want really? me back? I'll back up. Well, I'll back I mean, up. just to his follow up, he was like yeah. shocked, like the White House actually admitted that, yeah, we did that intentionally. That? Well, what we have language is fuzzy, is it not? Uh, intentionally so. Uh, and the, the intent is. Intentionally so. Yes. Intentionally fuzzy. Yes, Jim, because we believe it's yes, important Jim. that there aren't overly burdensome constraints that are placed on the commander in chief. If, if I was some shadow government. <clears throat> And uh, I would say I was trying to run the government, but I I didn't want to be obvious that I was running the government. What I would do is about every eight years or so, I would convince the standing United States presidents to authorize another completely open-ended war. You just get one to do it every eight years or so. And as an intelligence agency, you know what? I'm good. I was reading some articles and trying to get the military response to what the president said earlier today. And a lot of military guys out there and gals uh, in uniform are finally they're, – they're happy to the point that, yes, finally now we have a clear mission. Yeah. Clear mission is right. to go in there and bust some stuff up yeah. and, and take these guys down yeah. because – up until this point, right. up until this authorization, it's been vague. Yeah. You know, are we yeah. doing remote operations? Right. Do we kind of have boots on the ground? Right. Do we kind of not? We're advisors, but we're not. Not able, advisors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're flying we have missions, guns, but, we're but we're not, not really, allowed to take the safeties right. off. Well, all right, fine. See, here's the thing. I understand that the president's stuck where, you know, he, he came in on a campaign promise Dude, to he's people. he's been working hard with to, his entire staff to manufacture a boogeyman. Yep. He's in a very hard position yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and now this boogeyman's out of control. I mean, when you have ISIS attributed video, you have beautiful green screens, <laughs> you have incredible audio, right? And, and singled shots. And don't of forget video. about John Cantlay. You got John Cantlay. You're filming you're his filming. YouTube series, dude. I'm sorry, but when you're filming John Cantlay with a cannon. Uh, like sixty D or something. Six D with like full yeah. on SLR like yeah. bokeh effect. Yeah, like I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you got a cannon. It looks good with a DSLR and looks the bokeh good. effect going. That gets my attention. Right. Just don't forget the little ISIS tag in the corner. <laughs> of course. Who needs the flexibility to be able to respond to contingencies that emerge uh, in a uh, chaotic military conflict like this? <laughs> in other words, enough U.S. forces to help local Iraqis and Syrians Woo! take the fight to ISIS. Booyah! Without breaking the president's pledge last fall. As your commander-in-chief, I will not commit you and the rest of our armed forces to fighting another ground war in Iraq. That White House attempt to find a happy medium is... Look at Chuck, dude. Look at Chuck. This is this is something just for the uh, for the video yeah, watchers. Yeah. But I, I want to stop... Look, look how beat he is. <laughs> look Thank at, you. Yeah, he looks so beat. Thank you. I want to yes. stop right now, and I, 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 I want to admit a shortfall in your unfiltered program. Chase and I have not been watching Body Language enough because, and I think I'm going to speak for you, Chase. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you why I haven't. 
because I feel like the audio listeners will tell us to go fuck ourselves. Like, what are you guys talking about? Body language. You know what? Shut the fuck up. This is why we are here. We are watching this, and I'm watching this man's body language as another human being. And I'm looking at Chuck Hagel, and I'm looking at John Kerry, and I'm looking at Joe Biden right now, and these motherfuckers look like they're doing something they don't want to do. And that guy, that guy in the middle, he's the president of the United States, and that son of a bitch looks like he doesn't want to talk about this stuff at all. Man, and I'm sorry. You are fired I'm up. Done. I am done. Are- I am done lying to the audience. I am done lying about this shit. Look this at these guys. To find a happy medium is already turning off Republicans. The president's point is that he wants to uh, dismantle and destroy ISIS. Uh, I haven't seen the strategy yet. No shit. That I think will accomplish it. Yeah. Well, go send him some more Toyotas. That should do it. <laughs> White ones. I just, I am very upset today. I know. I, the reason why I'm upset. It, well, it's because we've been following this for such yes. a long time. And, and now we've been we are, seeing this narrative come are, to this apex. Yes. And we were, thank you. And we are literally at the point now. And I, I, I want to apologize to the audience that I am very angry. We are, we are at the point now where we are going to ask Congress to authorize this. And the reason why that upsets me is once you do that, that makes it real. That makes it constitutionally acceptable. That makes it a, a, a decision of the United States of America. And I am not. I am not on board with this decision. And I am very, 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 very upset that my representatives are making this decision right now. And I am very, I am very upset. So, I am very, so, so, I am so, very upset. So I got to ask. I am, I am, I, I am so mad that we have documented every single bullshit step and this so, is still happening. So do you want them? I'm so angry. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so angry right now. But the thing is, do you want them to continue the narrative of oh, we're going to do these advisors, but they're not really advisors? These remote no. drone strikes that are not documented, no. or do you want you them right? to be out in front? I, I, I mean, I, you're right. Uh, first off, you're right. I, I, I don't know. want either one. I know because out in front, out in front, con- congressional authorization legitimizes it, and I, I, I. I fantasize about a future when an administration comes in and says, look at all of these things these assholes have done. Let's condemn but, them. But, but here's here's the best part. And, and I know it's kind of weird to say the best part when we're talking about war. But here's the best part. When you're doing it this method, the way that the president is doing, remember, we got to think about political here for a minute. Two years from now, Republicans are going to be running for the White House in the biggest fashion they've ever tried to do because they're trying to reform their party and an image of their party. And what the president has done is very political. What he's done is he's put it on the majority of members of Congress, which are Republican, to go on record yeah. whether or not they support this. Right. And the thing is, while it, yes, I understand yeah, that you genius from right. the Obama administration standpoint, absolutely, and yeah. I and I understand the frustration. And believe me, we don't want to send our our guys and gals out there to get killed for a political agenda. We hate that. We don't want that. However, at least now they're on the effing record on this. So individuals if, are on the record. Indivi- that, and that's the key, especially when it comes to the major voting season. Because right. we know turnout is huge when it's presidential. And even and even if the electro- the general uh, voters yes. get it wrong, yes. we we will get it right. Yes. And, we will get it right. And, and we will we will fucking write it down for the record. And the best part about all this is now thanks to the internet and you know we have there are great independent websites out there that track what politicians do and 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 what they say and they never let them forget it when it comes to voting season. 
I like the fact that they're putting him on the record. I like the fact that every representative will they'll have to hit the button yes yeah. or no. They have yeah. to. And it's going to matter in 2016. I mean, granted, the president could have done a lot of these things yeah. on his own. He has been, dude. And, and you know what? Now he he's, has he's you know what? He sees the the writing on the wall. He's, he's like playing politics now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh and and the thing the thing is, and I've known this the entire time for the last two weeks, and I've known this, and it's been so frustrating for me because I know it is not enough for the audience. I know the audience wants more. I want more. But for the last two weeks, I have known without a shadow of the doubt that we are building the case for authorization by Congress. This week, we are documenting the final thrust of that case. I believe next week, we may be, and, and it, could take, it could take months. Yeah. But next week, possibly, we could be documenting the authorization. That is a huge, huge, huge deal. But it puts them on the record, and it gives us a clear mission of what the hell they're going to do. And, uh, you know, for, for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what? Let's, let's end this once and for all, hopefully. Let's and, get people on the record. And get people on the record yeah. because I'm tired of politics on yeah. this. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. tired of doublespeak. I yeah. want to hear yeah. the truth. And yeah. the truth is this is what was going to happen the entire yeah. time. Yes. We've yes. talked about this the entire time. Yes. And now finally, finally we're going to get a, We're going to get record. these assholes on the record. On the record. We're going to get the warmongers on the record. I mean, right. We've had John McCain. And, well, and we've, we've, always known, yeah, we've always known those guys yeah. have been on it. But those it, guys. It, it, it's it's the other guys. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That's where we're at now. Yeah. And, and, and that is the silver lining. Yeah. That is truly the silver lining. It still yeah. hurts, though. Like, like uh, I, I hate that we are spending 133 at this point. I, I, I literally, I am literally angry. That the unfiltered show is documenting this fucking atrocity at episode one hundred and thirty-three. Yeah, uh, and and of course, of course, you got to stay vigilant because you never know where the next ISIS recruit. Keep your head on a swivel. It could the next ISIS recruit can come from anywhere. Chase, maybe they have to reach out to Westerners. I'm John Cantley. British hostage John Cantley, frequently seen in ISIS propaganda videos, is one of the last Western hostages held by the terror group. The others, from American journalist James Foley now to aid worker Kayla Mueller, dead while in ISIS's hands. Now, Kayla Mueller died, um, <clears throat> well, a while ago. We don't know exactly when and how. Hmm. But uh, what we do know is well, she... Well, we know how they want to tell us how she died, but... Actually, I haven't even gotten, like, I've gotten beheading, I've gotten starvation, and I've gotten, uh, I've also... Bomb strike. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I personally, But you I know... have literally literally read three different ways she's died yeah i don't know which ones i i the bomb strike is is the most romantic of them i will give you that but i don't know which one is true right um and now what we can do is we can use these deaths that we don't i mean we've but we always knew that they're going to use these deaths for this purpose we always knew this but now we are watching the payoff yeah right like we have all been sitting we saw, here. We've been seeing this. We've for been months, watching this for months. We have, and isn't yeah. it frustrating? Yeah. I just. Well, the the weird thing is, we've all you guys have been following the show. Probably the majority of you have been seeing this resolution. We've we've been seeing this apex, and now we're here, if, and we knew we were going to get here at if, some point. If you were literally, if you were a listener, if you were a listener of the Unfiltered Show that listens every single week, then you have listened. You have listened from when ISIS was. Conceived. Like you have been literally. ISIL, by the way. Dash. Uh, since the inception of that in the Western media. Yeah. You have watched this whole thing lead up to this. And yeah. 
I I I have to apologize. I am I am honestly truly I am not myself right now. I am so angry. I, no, by this. I, I I know, and I and that's why I said. I mean, you're you you're the. We've been doing this 133 episodes. This is the most I've ever seen you fired up. I am I am so ever. I am so angry. I am so mad. I am so frustrated because we have we have literally watched this develop every single week and every single every single week every single week we have thought worst case scenario and every single week it has been worse. Yeah. And every single week it is building towards this. It is yeah. building towards this and it is so so frustrating. <laughs> Now, renewed concerns ISIS may attempt to replenish its supply of hostages by abducting foreigners outside of Syria. You know what? I don't, I, I, I just, I don't even believe that. I, I just, I just, I just, I just do not even believe that even like, even like one fucking percent. I do not believe that ISIS, this disbanded group of mishap shitheads is going to fucking recruit people in America. Give me a break. It's, they attempt to replenish so the supply stupid. of hostages by abducting foreigners outside of Syria. Do you buy that? I buy. Do you buy that, dude? Here's the part that I buy. I buy that there are youth out there from many different countries, not just the U.S. Yeah. Uh, that who, are disgruntled. They are disgruntled. Sure. They can't get a job. Unemployment's at an all-time high easy. in many different areas it's in the world. It's very easy to go, go over there, as you said. ISIS members to go up to these uh, refugee areas, target a Westerner. So you just walk into a refugee area. Right. Well, you got to get your you, visa first. You target a Westerner. Yeah. So, Chase, put yourself. I'm, an, I'm right, right. You've been traveling. I've been moving around. You're a Westerner. I'm a Westerner traveling You're, as a Canadian. Yeah. yeah. And ISIS, they walk up to you. What oh. do you do? Uh, I say, uh, can you tell me about your benefits package? <laughs> do you have a 401k? <laughs> what are your stock options? Stock, yeah. Stock would be good, right? <laughs> stock and ISIS? Can you tell me about your video production facilities? Because yeah. I'm really interested in that. No, they probably can't. No, 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 that's not going to happen. Because no. honestly, I've been trying to play that in my head. Like, all right. If if I really wanted to go over there, like this is like well, how does that it, happen? Right? Just let's how, wait. How does that happen? And you don't get shot first. That's what I want to know. I mean, like, well, and let's let's be fair. Like, if if you're a woman, yeah, that's not happening. No, 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 no. It, it, what's going to happen to you is some really terrible things. Because mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, in that part of the world, uh, they don't you know, treat mm-hmm. women the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I look at that and I think, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I think I watch that and I think, is anybody else, is anybody believing this? Do you think people, people are believing this? No, I, I think, you know, what? There, there, there are, there are, you know, a few different types of people out there in regards to this stuff. There, there are people that are like, you know what? I'm done. I, I don't even want to pay attention to any of it. They turn us off. They turn off the news yes. and they live their lives. Yes, yes. And you know what? I don't blame them one no, bit no, no, because you, know, you no. get, you get overloaded. You get to the point where, you know, the only thing that matters to me is my damn family yeah. or my dog or you whatever. Know, I, 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 I see that, but I wouldn't. Unfortunately, but then, but then unfortunately, there are people out there who will take what Brian Williams and other people out there will spoon feed you, yeah. and take it as gospel and eat it up uh, because that's like the TV is their best friend. But okay, let me ask you this: Yeah, can you blame what is worse, the person who opts out of everything so that way they don't get upset, or the person? Who opts in 
but mistakenly latches on to things that Brian Williams says. Which one is worse? I think the the latter is worse. And the reason why is because, first off, the, the person who's opting out, they're opting out because they have a general idea of what really is going on, but they just don't want to deal with it anymore. Do you think, though? Because Maybe. I, Maybe. I, 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 gotta two, I think there's two different types. I don't there. mean to interrupt, but yeah, I, no, I got to pause you right there. Yeah. Um, this show has made me think a lot about this. And so I have specifically asked people who don't follow politics, dude, mm-hmm. and like – they barely know, man. Like they barely know who Brian Williams is. Like they, they don't, don't know who Brian Williams. They don't know is? anything about ISIS. Like they barely know who Brian Williams. They oh. know he's on the TV. Are, are these uh, geeks? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. These are specifically non-geeks. Okay. And and the, and the reason why the reason why I think about this is because these people in particular is who our audience is having to have conversations with. Right. And. When I talk to them, they're not dumb people. They're not dumb. So, like, wh- so why they do you just think don't that- give a shit? But why do you think that is? Is that from upbringing? Is that from – No, I think what it is. What is that from? I, I, I think it is a lack of control. I think it's because there's nothing you can do about it. So therefore, if I can't do anything about it, I'm going to opt out. And I'm just going to – I'm going to focus on what I can control. I'm going to focus on the difference I can make. I'm going to focus on my family. I'm going to focus on my work. I'm going to focus on my project. I'm going to focus on my hobby. You know, I got to say that that's that's sad. That is so sad. And here's why. If no one took the initiative to try and do anything, nothing would ever happen. These people would fucking run away with it all forever. Yeah. History would be written to their word. Yeah. It, and that's totally sad. And I mean, but at the same time, I mean, you ever ask them straight up, like, just why? Like, they don't care. Did you, and they just don't care. They don't care because what's going on with them. They can't control. What's going on with them seems so much more relevant to their daily life. You know, business owners. Yeah. Um, people who, who volunteer. Um I was talking to a person who was a totally 100% unpaid school aid person, and they volunteered like three times a day. Wow. I mean, three times a week. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and I thought to myself, you know, you, uh, this person, she's, she's, a, she's a very nice woman. She's, she's, she goes all out. Uh, she really cares about education, and she doesn't follow any of the news. She doesn't follow any of the news because to her, to her, it's all stuff she can't do anything about anyways. And my my position has always been, it it it, it you know, uh, go fuck yourself if you think you are so important that you could make a difference. You know who the fuck do you think you are, right? This is a big world. I'm sorry that you were born in a world where you can't make a difference. It sucks. Yeah. I I also feel like it sucks. The reality is, you do have control over what information you take in how you perceive the world, and what decisions you make. Yeah. I, and, and, and I don't want to pass judgment on these people, but to me, they look like sheep. They look like sheep yeah. who are not paying attention to the things, and they pay attention to stupid shit. They see, pay attention to stuff that doesn't matter. And see, I, and I understand if they've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried, and you st- you get beat down and you get beat yeah. down. Demotivated. Right. Let me... I hate to make things about myself, but 
uh, in, in talking topics like this, but you know, there's been internal demons of of mine. Mm. You know, I've been doing this podcasting thing for nine years now. And have you done any one singular thing? Have you done any specific thing longer than you've done this? Uh, have you had any hobby? Pinball, maybe? No, not even that long. No, pinball, pinball even. Not even pinball. No, this this Nothing. is the longest thing I've ever done. And because I felt that if I work hard and I you know uh, practice my craft, learn the technology, audio, video, do all these things, that I know maybe someday at some point I can do this full-time and do my passion full-time. And there's been many, many times where I felt like giving up. I'd be like, you know what? After five years, you know what? I've tried. I tried. But you know what? I, I should just stop because you know what? It's just, Five years. It, you know, I, I, did, I gave it my best. Anybody that gives five years is something that's right. totally respectable. Um, but I don't stop. Um, you can't stop. And I can't stop. And uh, I, I look at like when Conan O'Brien got fired from The Tonight Show and he, right? did, the, and he did that tour. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I encourage anybody who's got Netflix or some other way to watch video to go and check out uh, Conan's you know, uh, documentary. I, Oh, really? He did a a grew the beard. Right. And the way I see it is whether it's podcasting, whether it's politics, caring about schools, caring about kids, crime in your neighborhood, whatever the case may be, you if something's going on out there and it's affecting you, like the lady in the school and the kids, and she's not getting involved because she feels it doesn't matter, well, you know what? Her her opinion to me doesn't count until she actually tries. And then when she tries, she needs to continue trying to try to make a difference, even if it's at a subatomic level. And what I've realized in doing this is I need to realize, well, while I may not be able to do this as a you know full-time passionate job, I can still do the best damn job that I can here every Wednesday night when I do my Minecraft show, when I guest on other places, and, and maybe – at some point, something will happen. Maybe it won't. But you know what? At least I'm trying. And I'm tired of hearing about people who, uh, like this woman, who don't try, who say, you know what? I, I can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. You mm-hmm. know, you know mm-hmm. I never like to cuss on this show because, you know, I have a filter. No, we've already done it. I know. I've, but, I've been doing but, it all but, episodes. But fuck her, okay? <laughs> fuck her. Yeah! Because, because you know what? We are on this planet for a very short period of time. Yep. And I understand. Yep. And I understand yep. that you know we want to live life to the fullest, but you yep. know what? That also means taking a stance. It yep. means trying. It means doing your fucking best while you can. Exactly. Because I know that at some point when I get 60 and old, I may not be able to click on a screen much right? anymore. Right? So yes. there, there are things that people... Uh, 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 I, and I see it in, even in the chat room. I see people that don't want to get involved, who don't want to write their congressperson, who don't want to say a piece of their mind. Who don't want to go out on a limb. Right. You know what? Life is risks. We take risks the moment we walk out the door. When we drive mm. down the street to get milk yeah. for our families. That's a risk. You could die. Yeah. Okay? I could die right now or yeah. in the next few minutes. And what we're talking about? Not that risky. No. Really. No. What we're talking about and the and, and, and the thing why Now if you live in another country, if you live in a place yes, where right. you don't have the freedom right. of speech, let's right. say like let's pick, I don't know, China, okay? <laughs> or North Korea. Oh, let's go with Russia. Putin's or scary. Russia. Putin is so scary. <laughs> right, right. And don't and don't forget bipolar or whatever they're they're accusing him of next. But people uh, Asperger's was it? Asperger's, or, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh you know, people 
gosh, people, listen up, man. I mean, right now, we're repeating the same cycle. I mean, going far back to uh, to bad guys in World War II and then Dude, Vietnam let's and go Korea. With something. No, no, stop Iraq right there. Stop and, right there. Stop right, 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 right Go with something the audience knows about. Go with go with the invasion in Iraq. Yep. Perfect example. Yeah. Perfect example. How much bullshit was that? Yeah. How much bullshit was that? Well, they have weapons, Chris. Of the, mass destruction. Of mass case. destruction. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We, we have yeah. evidence yeah. of mass destruction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chase, uh, breaking news uh, right here on the Unfiltered Show, <laughs> yes. uh, by the way. Uh, this just came in, uh, by the way. 9-11. And by the way, System T in the chat said, you know, a lot of people care. They just don't react. They don't ha- know how to respond. Okay, I'll give them that. If they don't know how to respond, then they can say, what can I do to respond? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Did you uh, go to school? Wait, did you go to school, Chris? Did you get a uh, at least a 13th grade education? Yeah. Did you get one of those? Yeah. I did. Okay. All right. Uh, probably from the local area, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, uh, you had classes with English yep. teachers, yep. math teachers. Yeah. Did you ever raise your hand or ever ask no. a question? Would you BS. judge me if I fucked my junior teacher? Was she hot? Yes. Then no. Okay. <laughs> But no, I mean, we ask questions all the time, whether it's at our job, whether it's yes, to our kids, course, to dude. our friends. If you know how to ask a question, then there is no excuse. I'm sorry. Now, I know I've taken up little mini crusades here on the show. Like, for example, I think that online poker should be legal in the state of Washington. I love you so doing you, it. So you know what I did? Yeah. What? A lot of people don't know this. I wrote my Congress, or not my Congress, but my local representatives. Hold on. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Yeah, Pause sorry. right there. i got to check right. the overtime folder. Okay. In the, in the overtime folder. Yes. Hold on. Okay. Yes. 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 I, I tried to grab a clip just, just for you. Oh, yeah. Do you want to play this right now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. All right. And then we'll go we'll get right. the rest of the show. Yeah, all right. And then we gotta get into the rest of the show. Okay. We should start the show at some have, point. Then we'll start the show. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, I'm gonna play this for you. I literally I literally downloaded this clip just for you and I put it in the overtime oh, okay. Order Mad as Hell on iTunes, available now. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta apologize to the young Turksness here, but uh, here you oh, go. It's you a, ready? It's a little clip. Okay. You ready? You ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm you ready? ready. I'm you ready. ready for this? I'm ready. Sheldon Adelson has an interesting request of the United States Congress. He'd like to ban gambling. What? Now Wait a minute. His entire fortune is based on gambling. He owns a significant percentage of Las Vegas, including Venetian, Palazzo, and many other casinos. Uh, And he makes a tremendous amount of money, and most of his money, in Macau, also with casinos and gambling. Oh, I forgot to mention, he doesn't want to ban all gambling. He just wants to ban online gambling. Of course! Of course he does his competition to his casinos! If you can gamble in the comfort and safety of your own home, are you going to take a plane and go all the way to his casino, whether it's in uh, Vegas or in China? But, of course, he couches it in terms of, oh, no, this is out of sincere principle. I don't want people getting corrupted by the immorality of online gambling. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Who could possibly believe something so absurd? (laughs) It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, yeah, I know. So, I so, got that because I know this is your so, personal whipping boy. <laughs> so earlier there was a bill earlier this month. There was a bill introduced into uh, the local uh, state government. Washington excuse, State. Washington, Washington yeah, State government. Beautiful Pacific Northwest. Yeah, uh, to uh, have a bill that would regulate online poker. It didn't make it past committee, so it's not going to see the light of day this session. Yet – 
a bill that is going to possibly make it legal to play fantasy football is going to uh, probably be signed. Thank you. It's very annoying. But you know what I did? You know what? I got involved. I wrote my representative, uh, my local representative in this district, and he actually responded to me personally. You know what I have found when I have done this? Yes. Not as many people do this. No, they don't. As you would think. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean- he re- I, I wrote him a, a personal letter. He responded to me personally. He said, hey, Chase, thank you for your concern. I really do appreciate it. I want to let you know that if, if this bill comes to my desk, I will present it. It will get it will get shown. It I'll, will get heard. Yeah. I mean, he's not the problem. No, he's not. No, the problem is, and I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, but tri- tribal casinos, they want to protect their profits, uh, and they, they, they don't want to have people being able to play online yeah, so it's I, a felony i actually think well here's what i think and i could be wrong i okay. think tribal casinos are getting played a little bit by vegas mm. i think vegas is kind of playing them a little bit i think heavyweights in vegas yeah but i was bringing up this whole example as as something where you know what if you have a head on your shoulders and you know how to walk and you, you can conversate and you can ask questions in my opinion, there's no excuse for you to get involved in something. I'm not saying for you to go and fight the Iraq War, uh, fight ISIS. No, no, what you or do is, ISIL. Apparently, apparently, the hip thing to do is to join ISIS. Uh, join ISIS, right? That's, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, go on their Twitter account or whatever. But yeah, but all I'm saying is, it, it, it's frustrating to see that there are a lot of people out there, and you see it with voter turn, turnout. You seen it. You see it with uh, you know passionate people and message boards and things like that. All I'm saying is people out there need to wake up and realize that there are things that are affecting you, even though you may feel that you have no control. Mm. And to get involved, to mm. say something. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I understand that you may that it may not progress past the first level, but here's the thing. It goes back to my podcast story, okay? Been doing it for nine years. I haven't reached my goal yet. And you know what? I'm not going to quit until I reach my goal. Because what is the goal, though? My goal is to be able to do this full time oh, in some yeah, capacity, yeah, yeah, yeah. either if it's with you or with YouTube. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get but, you. I but get you know, because the thing is, you know, I, I feel that you know my my life on this planet um, is you know uh, you, you want to try to make the most of it. Try to here's, try to do the best. Here's what I'd like to suggest to you. Yeah. Perhaps if you are unsatisfied with your nine to five grind, you should consider a life with ISIS. If they have good stock options, Chris, we've talked about this. <laughs> If they do, I you know no. All right. No. So uh, I know you're you've been talking about it all week. Yeah. Uh, your buddy, my good friend, Angela Merkel. Angela, how's she doing? She's good, Chase. She's, She's good. good. And she, I know. I heard she hung out with um, the president. Totes did, and yeah. they talked seriously hard about Russia. Chancellor totally. Chancellor Angela okay. Merkel met with President Obama in Washington today. At the top of the agenda, the situation in Ukraine. Oh. There are large divisions between what members of Congress are calling for and what many European countries want. And by that, the very nice IT, our RT spokesperson means the Obama administration wants to send weapons to the Ukrainian army and the entire European Union, led by Germany, thinks that's a really, 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 really bad idea. The U.S. is making noise about providing so-called lethal arms to Ukrainian troops. But Germany is pushing back, saying it will not support sending weapons to the Ukrainian government. Dear U.S., um, this is from Angela Merkel, by the way. I just I happen to get this. I'm I got part of the wire. And here's what it said. Um, killing more people doesn't bring peace. 
hmm, it was really straightforward, and I don't quite know what it means. It's very hard to understand. <laughs> to fight against anti-government separatists. RT correspondent Manuel Rapolo was there outside the White House today for that joint news conference. I spoke with him from outside the White House. Well, that's absolutely right. And a lot was discussed today between President Obama and Chancellor Merkel among uh, the issues uh, that they talked about during their four-hour meeting today was climate change, ISIS, Ebola. But the central theme today was that crisis in Ukraine. Ebola! Wait, uh, uh, Chris, I just want to let you know, Ebola is still in the news. Here's why. Just want to let you know. I made a bad calculation, and I have realized (laughs) this. Here's why. Why? Because Ebola... Here's what you could do. You could play a little word game. Okay. And then you understand why Ebola is not going away. Oh, okay. Play a word game with me, okay? Uh, okay. Let's pretend like every time we hear Ebola, uh-huh. substitute the word Ebola with, are you ready? It's a I'm sentence. Ready. It's okay. not one word. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you, are, are, Chase, are you sure? Ebola? Because this is a this is going to be a difficult, <laughs> difficult. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to play this. Uh, this is the uh, unfiltered word association yeah. game. Yeah. And I'm going to say the word. Yeah. And you're going to tell me the first thing that comes in your head. Okay. 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 Hold okay. on. Let me get in the zone. Okay. okay. All right. So, all right. We're going to do a couple of test words and then uh, we'll bring the big one on. Good okay. idea. Good right. idea. Give right. me, warm me up. I'm going to warm me up. All right. Okay. Uh, ISIS. Uh, dash. Okay. Very, okay. Very, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Good. That's good. Okay. That's good. Okay. Okay. Next word. Okay. All right. Ready? Okay. Syria. Oh, Assad. Okay. Regime. Okay. 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 And now we're gonna go for the big one here. Mm-hmm. Ebola. Mm, excuse to send troops from America into the African nation. Judges. <laughs> All right. Very good. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's why <laughs> judges are sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is every time you hear the word Ebola. Yeah. Uh, uh, replace it. Let's. And, and and unfortunately, audience, I'm putting a bit of a burden on you. Replace it with kind of like a macro. And that macro is um, whatever motherfucking excuse we can find to send more troops and keep those motherfucking troops in Africa. And really what was outlined is how the United States wants to find a – the United States and Germany want to find a working relationship with Russia that invites, that, in, that involves finding a peaceful solution to the crisis in Ukraine. Now, really – Huh. So um, – Chase? Yes, sir. Is there Ebola in Ukraine? Chase, is there Ebola? Is there uh, Ebola in Ukraine right now? Not to my knowledge, Chris. Now, um, let's play another word game. <laughs> this could be fun. This is just totally fun. What if what if every time we replace the word with Ebola? Uh-huh. What if instead now this is absolutely a game. Okay, okay. Every time he says the word Ebola, insert the word CIA. Uh, that they talked about during their four-hour meeting today was climate change, ISIS, Ebola. But the central theme today was that crisis in Ukraine. And really what was outlined is how the United States wants to find a... The United States and Germany want to find a working relationship with Russia that that involves finding a peaceful solution to the crisis in Ukraine. Now, really... You know, the crisis that we created by replacing the government um, and creating the separatist group that was very anti-government... And, and, and oh yeah, also kind of encouraging the separation of Crimea because it has the only Black Sea port for Russia to ever use, and of course they have hundreds of years of history there. Despite the very vocal hawks that we've heard uh, both in the Senate and in the House, including Senators John McCain and Senator Lindsey Graham, who have been pushing for. Oh, it cut off. But uh, Lindsey Graham has uh, Lindsey Graham has been taking the press. You know your buddy, my good friend, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey. Kind of lined himself up to run for 2016. 
Could you imagine Lindsey Graham as president? It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's, just, it's, so it's like I'm making a porn It's star. not going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to be down to Bush versus no, Clinton, you like know what? volume three. It won't happen because you need a grade A actor in the White House. You can't have your porn star actor in the White House. <laughs> Lindsey, Lindsey, buddy, I'm sorry, but you're a porn star class actor. And, and McCain, dude, man, I know you've been in this shit for a long time. I know you got tortured. You're also a porn actor. Obama? Obama, he's getting the Grammy, dude. Yeah. Oh, what, what, what actors get, dude? What actors? Get? Uh, well, Oscars. Oscars. They, they yeah, get Oscars? Oscars. Yeah, Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Obama's getting the Oscar. Uh, Obama's getting the Oscar. Lindsey Graham, he's getting the Grammy. <laughs> he, he's getting the local Emmy for that so- Southern sing song. All right, uh, all right. So, last film from ISIS with a hostage. We got to play. This. I want to show our viewers some new video that we've just received. Uh, this is video from ISIS. It shows the, the British hostage, looks tired. John Kerry. <laughs> I, he, I mean, he, he looks like he wants to hurt somebody. Uh, and by the way, for all the uh, audio-only uh, people that out there, we got Look Wolf on the left, yeah, we got Wolf. this dude in the center. And- dude who looks like he wants to murder every single person in the studio. <laughs> oh, and then this guy on the right, who yeah. uh, he's just happy to be here. He looks like a big American. Yeah. In the Syrian city of Aleppo. Watch. I'm watching. Hello. I'm John Cantley. Hi. In the last film in this series. Now, um, I want you to specifically, you and I. Yes. There's a particular kind of value we can bring. Um, have you, look at look at the John Cantley credit, credit set right there. Yeah, I'm watching it. Now, watch carefully. Is it, is it now, it is absolutely 100% without a shadow in at all. This I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit right here, right now. Okay. And I, I am very, very, very sorry to all of you super hardcore open source Linux advocates. You see that John Cantlie right there? I do see it. I don't know if I want to say this. No, go ahead. No, it's cool. I mean, I I know what uh, piece of software he's using. I know that much. I know exactly what software right, they're it's using. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. No. <sighs> The very title generator he is there using to do that is is actually the very title generator I use for all of the video credits for every single Jupiter Broadcasting production. It is it is it is it is literally, and I, I am sorry to to bring it to this, but it is literally the motion and and Final Cut X. Yeah, fi- it is. It's the base level. It effect. is what comes yeah. with Final Cut yeah. and. And I have modified it slightly for all of our credits. If you watch the credits on today's show, yeah. you will notice there is white text with orange letters. <sighs> Unfortunately, I'm sorry I'm not better than this, but that is sort of what Final Cut just gives you. And so we're watching this. And then what they did, they shrunk it down. Literally, they put it near his arm. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, yes, yeah. I, I, I modified ours to be full screen. And actually, by default, this is what it is. What they have right here, this is by default. Oh, thank you for, I should have mentioned this. By default, this is what the text looks like. Yes. I have modified it for our ending credits. Right, yeah, no. They, and it yeah. hurts, it hurts Chris personally that John Cantley is using the, not not a similar, Hold on. but the very, very Hold exact on, Final Cut generator that Jupiter Broadcasting is using. Hold on, Chris. One thing I, I wanted to point out to you. <laughs> yes. That plugin actually is also included in iMovie. Oh. And so I think, I don't even You're know. You're right about that. Actually. I don't even know. I You're don't right. even. They could be using iMovie. They might just be using iMovie. I just want to put Hello. that out. I'm John Cantley. Hi. In the last film in this series, we're in a city that has been at the heart of the fighting since summer. 2012. Mm-hmm, because ISIS, remember, 
What we have to do every single week is remind you that ISIS existed before we ever talked about ISIS. I mean, guys, don't be stupid. Just, God, really, just because we started talking about ISIS in June of 2014, that doesn't mean they haven't been around for years. Honestly, trust us. We'll tell you every single week that's the case. In the recording, uh, Cantley says the video uh, is the last film, as you just heard in the series. Paul Cruikshank, what do you make of this? This is pretty chilling. Chilling. What? <laughs> chilling. chilling. Yes, it is, because, you know, if it is the last uh, film, uh, there's obviously going to be a concern uh, about uh, his uh, status. We know that ISIS have uh, executed, beheaded, murdered uh, a, a lot of other uh, Western uh, hostages. We know this, Chase. We know this. Even though they've all been debunked, we know this. Uh, Canley is sort of the last one we know uh, who's with them. So there's obvious uh, concern about his status. He's been forced to appear in, in a series of propaganda. Yeah, he looks super forced. <laughs> and the videos, uh, this latest one in Aleppo, but he is also forced to appear uh, in Kobani, in Mosul uh, as well. So not- Here is... Out of all the ISIS stuff we've talked about, yeah, the one thing I can't I can't quite square is these John Cantlay videos. So there's been about six of them, from what I can count, right. and only two of them, from what I can count, have actually been covered by the mainstream media. Okay. So what does that tell you? That tells you the mainstream media isn't in with a John Cantlay narrative. No, not not a hundred percent. They're in partially when they have time in between plane crashes. It seems, though, that the John Cantlay narrative is extremely important to the ISIS overall picture. Okay. How – so here's my general – framework of assumptions and I I would like you to kind of poke holes at this if you could the mainstream media generally echoes the ideas and the wishes of the Obama administration or whatever administration is currently in power the mainstream media thank you right and they have been all in ISIS yeah that's true but when it comes to these John Catlai videos that's me by the way oh Mm -hmm. when it comes to these John Catlai videos They've been really, 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 really reluctant to cover them. What does that tell you? That tells me that they're if, – if they're reluctant to cover them – Doesn't that suggest that there is a third party who is outside the narrative? Right. That is doing things outside the narrative that they are trying to reconcile? But if that's the case, why and even – incorporate co- into the narrative? But if that's the case, why even cover it at all then? Because it's actually news? But – but <laughs> whoa! Because, I know I see CNN on there, and yeah. I know that means cable news network. Right. But do you really think that? that no. Yeah. And, and here's so it doesn't detract from the ISIS story. Right. So there's no harm in covering it. Yeah. At the same time, it it seems like they reluctantly cover the John Cantlay stories. Do you do you do you also agree? Yeah, yeah. I I get that vibe. I do. Yeah. Yeah. What does that? But to me. That says that this entire thing isn't under their control because if if there is a message, yeah, if there sense. is a narrative coming out yeah. they're not comfortable with, 
that to me suggests that they don't have full control over the entire thing. Or maybe this network doesn't have full control or this network doesn't have all the tools. Remember, the White House is playing multiple places and multiple angles. They, they'll, they'll spin stuff off to get sometimes the competing news networks to, you know, push stories back and forth. So we got to look at the full big picture here. Plus, they have to play social media. Right, right. And, and nothing, so, nothing makes people reshare a tweet than a beheading. That's true. That's true. I mean, remember, if it bleeds, it leads. That's that does make sense. Something about it still doesn't quite click. But you know what? You you've actually made the best case I've heard so far. So I I I, I do actually agree with you. Uh, so we got another Jan, John Can't Lie video. Nothing too major about that. I I, I want to focus on something that happened this week. This week, something kind of major is going on. Um, uh, Angela Merkel, Holland, France. They've all taken a trip to Moscow this week. Oh, they Your reaction to, um, Jill, to the carryover of this into other nations and into America, there's a knock-on effect, isn't there? From, from the, the, the decisions in, in Ukraine, I think that's um, what was... Mm, the decisions in Ukraine. So let's pack that up. There was a, a, a movement that was kind of backed... By the United States of America, the EU, and and then there was the separatists and 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 the voting right. the separate to to, to 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 pull, if you will, Crimea away from Ukraine. Extremely central last year was this um, idea that because of the crisis in Russia, we had actually a very the crisis in Russia deep drop in uh, their capacity to absorb, for instance, German exports, and one yeah. of the reasons why we had this kind of small slump in German activity in the spring summer of last year was absolutely clearly related to the situation in Russia and Ukraine. Since then things have started to be absorbed a bit better uh, and we have not seen in the last few months any major sensitivity of Western Europe to what was actually happening. Why now? Why this morning? Well, this morning uh, uh, the the decision is probably um, motivated primarily by their discussion with the IMF and with a situation which, from a geopolitical point of view, continues to be extremely tense. The problem with a country like this is so, uh, and and I could begin this wrong, but um, my impression from the Pacific Northwest is that uh, Germany is probably the most prominent EU player. Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. they are working with the United States hand in motherfucking hand on the Russian, let's just call it the Putin issue. The Putin issue. That first of all, they were not in the best of shape before the crisis started. Um, and as long as the geopolitical situation remains. And by the way, by not in the best shape, he's referring to Russia. And what he, remean, what he means by that is that the Russian government budgeted for oil. To be $117. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? Futures. So, right? Yep. So yep. Russia not being in the best place for this is – you need to translate that for Russian plan for a do, for oil to be as low as $117 a barrel. Wow. As the geopolitical situation remains tense, it's extraordinarily difficult for them to come up with you know, a decent uh, uh, right. macro management. And, Brendan, here's the headline from the Bloomberg. Their currency extends losses, weakens 32% yep. against the U.S. dollar. I think that's a plunge. Does that qualify as a plunge? <laughs> It's a plunge. It's a plunge. Yeah, I think. Let me look at the charts here. Yeah, fuck you. Of course, it's a plunge. You, you, everybody's ganging up on them. Uh, and of course, uh, and, and unfortunately, we talked about last week that uh, Germany was a little uncomfortable with us sending guns 
and bombs and missiles and grenades and CIA intelligent assets to the Ukraine army. And since Angela came over, it's not really changed. German Chancellor Angela Merkel met with President Obama in Washington today. At the top of the agenda, the situation in Ukraine. There are large divisions between what members of Congress are calling for and what many European countries want. The U.S. is making noise about providing so-called lethal arms to Ukrainian troops. But Germany is pushing back, saying it will not support sending weapons to the Ukrainian government to fight against anti-government separatists. RT correspondent Manuel Rapolo was there outside the White House today for that joint news conference. I spoke with him from outside the White House. Did, did you happen to get a chance? I, 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 so the way I – these days, the way I mainly consume mainstream media is from the radio when I'm driving. Sure. I also – I mean I – mean, this is funny. I, I, I mean I, I probably watch 80 hours a week of, of, of mainstream media uh, and RT. Yeah. But but like the one that really sinks in is like when I'm driving. Right. And uh, when I'm driving, uh, I'm listening to this and they're telling me a totally different story here. Right. Uh, they're giving me a totally different right, picture. Different point. And so I'm coming to this with a totally different perspective. Well, that's absolutely right. But a lot was discussed today between President Obama and Chancellor Merkel. All right. So I want to stop there. So uh, a lot is discussed between uh, Obama and Merkel. Right. Okay, that sounds good. Like, okay, Obama and Merkel, they're on the same page. What could go wrong at this point, right? <laughs> well, it, it, it turns out maybe, I mean, I, I, I am not a, I, a politician. No. But maybe the best way is not to lay down like ultimatums. Uh, and so, and, and I look at this and I think to myself, if you go to, if you go to Putin, you say, you have to withdraw. Well, she hasn't even fully admitted that he is involved in the Ukrainian conflict. If you say to him, you have to withdraw before we can go any further, you, do you see where I'm, you, you're, yeah. you're coming at it, you're starting the conversation at a point where it's just not going to go anywhere. And, uh, well, you have the conversation uh, for you know politic reasons, for, right. To show off, show off right. in front of your citizens right. that you're trying to make a difference, but, you're trying to do something. But you have to look at the reverse of that. Yeah. So you also have to, like, if I'm Putin, or maybe let's say Obama, so it's a little easier to understand. If I'm Obama, I don't want to look bad to my constituents. No, I don't want, I don't want to look bad to my right. Home, to, yeah, totally. Well, it's set to be quite a week for Angela Merkel because after Washington, she's set to meet the presidents of France, Russia and Ukraine in Minsk in a bid to seal a lasting peace deal for war-torn Ukraine. It's been hard work with a flurry of high-level meetings. Vladimir Putin, François Hollande and Angela Merkel even met here in Moscow to hammer out an agreement. Now, expectation... So, and 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 maybe maybe we should have maybe kind of a little bit made it better, better. Uh, last week... We talked about this, but this has all been leading up to a lot of these European leaders meeting up with Putin to discuss the whole Ukrainian situation. And and, and we maybe covered this last week, but here it is. Yeah. It's speculation that Merkel issued an ultimatum to President Putin. Well, Lizzie Phelan is here with me now with more. Uh, Lizzie, good to see you. What exactly do we know then? What's happened? Right, so today uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that the German Chancellor Angela Merkel has issued an ultimatum to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Now, the report says that she's warned him that unless uh, Russia comes up 
with an agreement to a roadmap for peace in East Ukraine by Wednesday, then Germany may be moved to step up European sanctions on Russian companies. Now, obviously, this has been strongly rebuffed by the president's spokesperson, Dmitry Pe- Peskov, mm-hmm. who has said that no one has ever spoken or can uh, speak to the president in an ultimatum-like tone, uh, even should they want to. All of this... So, <laughs> Chase, can, can, can you read that line to me? Sure. The, the exact quote, which she paraphrased, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. is no one has ever spoken mm-hmm. or can speak to the president in an ultimatum-like tone uh, much as one would like to. Um, that sounds like a really dumb thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, that's that's not how you encourage peace. Uh, that <laughs> right? That's like, like when I hear that, I'm like, okay, um, uh, fuck you. <laughs> that's a, a polite bit. way. That's a polite way of saying you cannot talk to us that way. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, how so, dare you give me an ultimatum? And, and here's what they're saying: is Angela Merkel? Yeah, she came and talked to us. Right. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't talk to us in the right tone. Tone, uh, even should they want to. All of this obviously adding to the already very tense atmosphere in these peace negotiations. Oh, man. I mean, like, I, like right now, I kind of want to be Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll, I, I I'll like take... the idea of, like, I'm just running an entire country. It's a big-ass country, yeah. and ain't nobody talking to me. Yeah. No sass. Uh, I'll take answers that you shouldn't answer to for 200, <laughs> Alex. I mean, that's just... Wow. Answers that will get you killed, Alex. Yes. <laughs> uh, that have taken a lot of effort. We've seen a series of blitz meetings uh, with leaders of the countries involved in the negotiation. Hey, Chase. Yes, Chris. Um, would you be... I mean, I don't, I don't want to overstep. Okay. C- can we have a blitz meeting? Would that be okay? Maybe over Telegram we could have a blitz meeting? Because a blitz meeting... Let's just do it over Skype or something. I mean, a a blitz meeting is way more legit than like a straight up meeting. Wait, 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 wait. blitz. Who who, who initiated the blitz meeting? Germany? Mm, I I think so. Wait, blitz... I remember Blitzkrieg from I'm, World War II. I'm, I'm, really? No, no, no. No. All, all, they didn't they did not just say you, that, right? You got you got to stop. You got to stop right now because when you say What? Chase. Yeah, okay. When you say I'm confused to me, here. No, I'm, no, okay. when you say Blitz, I think we'll play When I think Blitz, I think the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Angela Merkel, uh, I'll I'll just paraphrase. I'll save you from the rest of okay. the clip. All right. So, uh, she comes over to the US. Right. I think I might have. I, I think I have the timing right on this. She comes, and I might not perfectly. She might have gone to Germany first, but either way, she comes to the U.S. and Obama and her decide this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle the situation. We're gonna we're gonna have an, a we're gonna have Germany, United States. We're gonna have a a unified front. Okay. The problem is the Obama administration is, I mean, like. They're not getting all the stuff that all of the other European unions u- nations are from yeah. the from Russia. Right. Yeah. So, it, it, for United States doesn't have the same amount of skin in the game. But if you were to listen to the reports, apparently Obama and Merkel like like they BFF'd up up. They got all up in this place. They went out and played some pinball chase. It was amazing. <laughs> they connected, and then they came and decided they're going to go hard on Russia. You buy it? I'm not going to buy yet until I see when the other shoe drops. It's maybe this is the other shoe right here. Okay. 
This is the foreign nation talks that are happening right now. So there is a Ukraine strategy, my friend, in the works. And what they want to do is they want to have all of the nations get together and come up with a solution for Ukraine for Ukraine. All right. Today, the leaders of Germany, France, Russia, and Ukraine agreed to meet this Wednesday when they'll discuss terms of a possible ceasefire. Now, the leaders of Ukraine. Um, now, Chase. Are the, these our leaders? <laughs> the leaders are literally the people we have put. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. The people yeah. that we installed. We've hand selected. Right. Yeah. Ukraine. Tomorrow, President Obama has a critical meeting on the crisis with German Chancellor Angela Merkel at the White House. Here's Juliana Goldman. Even with new peace talks scheduled, the U.S. and European alliance may be splintering in its approach to confronting Russian President Vladimir Putin. President Obama is considering sending weapons to help Ukraine fight Russian separatists, a move that German Chancellor Angela Merkel and French President Francois Hollande warn would escalate the conflict and play into Putin's claims that the West is trying to weaken Russia. But haven't we already tried to weaken Russia with oil prices? I'm just saying. With the whole oil angle here? A, 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 uh, good call. Yeah. Uh, it, what we get, what you got to do, to Chase, is a total package. It's uh, a total package. Okay. Um, All right. I, Does that come yeah. on Amazon Prime? Is that like a two-day thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get the two-day. Yeah. Yeah, two claims days. that the West is trying to weaken Russia. Let me assure everybody, there is no division, there is no split. Speaking at an international security conference in Munich. And, 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 and stating the obvious, obviously. Secretary of State John Kerry played down divisions. We, oh, no, 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 I'm a horse face. We will stand together in support of Ukraine and in defense oh, yeah. of the common under... And we stand together in the phony Ukrainian government that we put in place. Thank you, Victoria. ...understanding that international borders... Must not, cannot be changed by force. You know when I hear that, oh. I, I, I just, I want to be. I, I, I have flashbacks to the Revolutionary War. <laughs> Sorry, these borders, borders. You know, fighting over borders. Uh, you know what? Didn't you we know, do that as a country like two hundred years ago? Can I, can I, uh, can I address um, the new listener? You can you can get you dressed. Okay with that? Yeah, you can go ahead. Well, actually, so, the new listener might have already ran away <laughs> from earlier. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> but um, you know, those of you, let's let's talk. Those to, of you that are still here, let's talk to the person who's maybe been listening since episode one. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's just talk to that person. Hi, just, buddy. Hey, you. Hey. Um. So you know, we've documented this entire thing. You're watching this, right? You're seeing this, right? Like you. Listener, since episode one, you see this, don't you? Please tell me you see this. Borders must not, cannot be changed by force. Borders cannot and must not be changed by force. But, uh, but we, we are, we are the nation that replaced that government. We redefined the borders by force. We are the nation that went in there. I, Chase, can you help me here? Uh, I'm just I'm having a hard time squaring what Carrie just said. For those <laughs> listeners who've been listening since episode one, those of you who've tuned in to episode one thirty three, I hope you're having a good time. Those of you from episode one, I'm just as perplexed as you are, and it doesn't make any sense. Must not cannot be changed by force. Sunday's announcement capped a week of high stakes diplomacy with Merkel and Hollande shuttling to. You know what you should do right now. Kiev to me. Mm. You should 
You should Google search Angela Merkel topless. With Ukrainian no. President Petro Poroshenko. I refuse. Really? Have you never seen them? I've. They're when she's younger. They're when she's younger. So uh, I'm just telling you, like, uh, you're not going to see Angela in her 50s. You're going to see Angela in her in her 20s. And Olan shuttling to Do Kiev it, to meet with Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko yeah. and Moscow to meet with Vladimir Putin. Oh, yeah. France and Germany have insisted that the only solution is diplomatic, even as they privately acknowledge that Putin has reneged on past promises. A peace plan agreed to in September has since fallen apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a key sticking point will be whether rebels in eastern Ukraine will get to keep the territory they've captured over the last several months. Putin does not want a diplomatic solution. Republican Senator John McCain, who was... Look at that great shot of John McCain. <laughs> Look at that shot. Look at that shot of John McCain. Well, you know he can't raise his arms. Oh. Chase, you had to take it there. I did. <laughs> Chase, look at that stupid fuck, though, right? Yeah. Look at him selling. Yeah. Look at that selling face. Yeah. Good job. You know what, John McCain? Tip of the hat. On the Unfilter Show, we declare you one of the top salesmen. <laughs> also in Munich Sunday, said Putin will only respond to hard power. He wants to dominate Ukraine as well as Russia's other neighbors. He may make tactical compromises here or there, but just as a prelude to further aggression. This will be a top item on the agenda tomorrow when President Obama sits down with German Chancellor Merkel. But Jeff, as one U.S. official told us, Putin hasn't delivered on past promises. So it's not just about a piece of paper, but whether Russia and its proxies will back it up with action. Yeah. You know who else? I mean... I hate to be this guy. But do you know who else has failed to deliver on his past promises? Who? Um, he's new. Okay. He's only been on the scene for uh, for a few years. Okay. Uh, but his name, and, and maybe, I don't know, Chase, you have to tell me if you're familiar with this name. Mm. Uh, uh, his name is uh, President Obama. I, 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 I will, I will uh-huh. uh, uh, hold, hold on, guys. Come on. I, the, uh, the, the, there's just uh, I, I, So according to CBS News. CBS News. If. A presidential candidate lies about his goals mm-hmm. and then fails to deliver on them. Uh-huh. Ergo, replace the replace him. Oh, all all bets are off. Okay. Course, I mean, look at her, Chase. She has nice hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think she's wearing some eyeliner, which is quite attractive. And you also you have to admit she's double mic'd. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Double mic means they tried really hard to make sure she has good audio. That's true. So therefore, Chase, what she says must be true. Juliana, thank you very much. Oh, no, Juliana. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, uh, apparently uh, Putin, evil, and uh, Obama, good. Right? Did you get that from that? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Good, good, yeah, good. yeah. No, that's, that's, that's easy. Okay. That's I just, easy. Though. I just, I just yeah. want to make sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, for me... Uh, I, I I felt like maybe I wasn't quite clear on that. Uh, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah. And now, have you heard of the Minsk the Minsk Agreement? No, I've not heard of the Minsk Agreement. The Minsk Agreement is something that uh, Obama has said three times in public that Russia is violating. Okay. However, it is an agreement that we never ever 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 signed off on. Oh, and really? essentially, by arming the Ukrainian separatists, Russia is in violation. Of this misagreement Holy that we crap. never signed up. Wow. Yeah. Meanwhile, President Obama has called Russian President Vladimir Putin ahead of a meeting in Minsk this week that could end the conflict in Ukraine. 
At that meeting, the heads of France, Germany, Ukraine, and Russia. RT correspondent Gayanye Chechekyan has more. The White House says President Obama called President Putin to tell him that it's important for Russia, Ukraine, France, and Germany to reach a peace deal. This is the first conversation between the two presidents in months. I, I actually think this is kind of a big deal. Obama called Putin. That's something. That is despite the palpable tension between Moscow and Washington. Are we seeing a progress? Many would certainly hope so. The Kremlin readout of this same phone call says that both presidents underscored the importance of a political resolution in this conflict. The readout says they both agreed to maintain dialogue on various levels in order to find common ground. Okay. I'm all cool. I'm, I'm cool with talking. I mean, seriously, if they're having an open dialogue and they're, they're, it's an honest hey, open Chase. dialogue. Hey, Chase, an open dialogue about what? Uh, about what part of Ukraine, how okay, much no. he wants. You're on the right track. Yeah. You're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Turn the oil back on. Hey, hey Chase. Uh, yeah. Hey, Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry to be this guy. All right. I don't mean to nitpick. That's all right. It's okay. I mean, if I'm just sitting here on the sidelines watching, no, this. I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, we're yeah, both. Yeah, are. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. they're way over there. Yeah. You know, they're wearing suits. Doesn't that kind of sound like Putin's admitting that Russia has been directly involved with the separatists? Yeah. On Ukraine, there has been very little of that of common ground between the U.S. and Russia throughout this conflict. Well, hey, hey, hold 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 the show here. WWNSX in the chat room say, hey, look, look at Putin's posture in in that in the clip. I oh, mean, this he's, is from a long time ago. This I know, but, but I know, but look look how he is. Yeah. In, t- in talking with the president, he hates talking to Obama. Yeah, doesn't he? he doesn't. Like you know it. why? <laughs> this is. Oh, hey, Chase. Hey, Chris. Are you hungry? Mm. Are you? Would you like a little bacon? You know, this bacon, mm, mm, that's really good. Uh, comes from uh, beautiful Woodenville. <laughs> Woodenville? Yeah, they got they got bacon and, and they got wine over there. Woodenville. Bacon and wine. Woodenville just got bacon. They okay, do. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Uh, if, I, here, 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 if I was Putin, yeah. I'd be like, this black guy sitting next to me is oh. full of shit, and I'm not going to listen to a fucking thing he's going to say. Wow. I'm going to wait for the next guy who's going to come in eight years to tell me a bunch of more shit. And he's probably going to be a white guy. If I'm Putin, that's here's what I'm thinking. If I'm Putin, I'm thinking I got this shit locked down till the 2020s. Meanwhile, um, the America has got their clown who pretends like he's in charge of things showing up talking to me. I don't got time for this shit. I don't give a fuck what this motherfucking puppet has to say. And I'm going to run my country. I'm going to go drill for oil. If I was Putin, that's what I would say. Because you know what Obama is? He's a puppet. He's a puppet for the government. And I wouldn't give a shit what this guy has to say because what this guy has to say is exactly the same thing that President Bush had to say with different words. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do my own thing. Fuck the United States of America. I'm going to go drill in the Arctic. That's what I would think if I was Putin. That's... Pretty solid. President Obama said if diplomacy fails, his team is looking at the option of sending weapons to Kiev. France, Germany and some other European states have spoken out against such option, saying it will only increase the bloodshed in Ukraine. But the U.S. has its own ways of putting pressure on countries. In a recent interview, President Obama spoke to just how the U.S. can pressure countries to do what it wants. 
Did you notice the wolves in the background there? Yeah, well, Did you see that? Did you know, you that's, that? that's atypical. I, I see a lot of news organizations will keep an eye on other news organizations. Because if, if, yeah. an, if another yeah. news organization has breaking news. We do. Oh, yeah. We do it. I mean, we're right here in the, in the news But look deck. at Wolf right there in the background. Yeah, yeah. I just like the Wolf's always with us. I, I feel like I'm- In I'm, the situation room. Yeah. She's actually in a room yeah. with the situation I, room. Right now? Oh, hey, oh, oh, Chase, you see that? What? what? Don't look, Chase, but I don't want to freak you out, but I think we might- actually be in the CNN Situation Room. This is CNN Breaking News. I know, I know. It's very, very, very compelling. I know. But I think right here on the show, yes, we might be in the CNN News. So right here, we're watching this. We're looking at Russia. They're crazy. We're, they're crazy, right? I'm just... Blade breaking news. I'm just they're Wolf, crazy. I'm Wolf Blister, and I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, these guys are crazy. That's they're crazy. All right, so uh, moving on. Yes. Uh, I... I, I, I I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have a lot to talk about that, but I just thought, oh, oh, oh one more clip, and then and then I'm done with ISIS. Then okay. I'm, I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We spent. Some, we got to talk about Brian Williams. I know. Today, the leaders of Germany, France, Russia, and Ukraine agreed to meet this Wednesday. Oh, this clip again. Interesting. You know what, Chase? That's been played uh, four times on the frickin' mainstream media. So, I, I well, morning, lunchtime, evening, late night. There you mm, go. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. What's going on with Brian? Why? Brian? Why? Yeah. Your buddy. Bri- my good your friend? friend. Yeah. What's happened with Brian? This has been hard to watch, hasn't it? Well, so we didn't cover it last week. We told you why, but mm-hmm. now we're going to cover it now because yeah. obviously, kind of need to talk about it. You know, you know when you're getting shot down. I mean, you're shot at. I mean, you're not really shot at. I mean, really. You know what? Not. Why don't we go back to 2003? <laughs> let's look let's at Brian Williams' machine. original report, okay. and then we'll go from here. All right, let's so do that. Brian Williams. So this is 2003. Brian. Our colleague Brian Williams is back in Kuwait City tonight after a close call on the skies over Iraq. Brian, tell us about what you got yourself into. Uh. <laughs> well, in the end, Tom, it did give us a glimpse of the war being fought as few have seen it. We asked the U.S. Army to take us on an air mission with them. They accepted. We knew there was risk involved. We knew we would be flying over Iraq. We discussed it. We weren't cavalier about it. We took off, and that is right about when things started to happen. What's the weapon status? Right now, it should still be uh, locked and loaded on safe. Indeed, just before we're able to make our drop, radio traffic makes clear this routine mission is running into trouble. We took fire on the way in. We currently are not under fire. I say again, not under fire, but we look for some type of security. We are currently not under fire. I repeat, we are not under fire, but we are looking for some kind of security. We quickly make our drop and then turn southwest. Suddenly, without knowing why, we learn we've been ordered to land in the desert. Unknowing why, we've been ordered to land in the desert. Okay, all right. On the ground, we learned the Chinook ahead of us was almost blown out of the sky. That Ah, the Chinook, which later Brian Williams would claim... That he was on. That hole was made by a rocket-propelled grenade, or... RPG. Or RPG, fired from the ground. It punched wow. cleanly through the skin of the ship, but amazingly, it didn't detonate. Though the chopper pilots are too shaken to let us interview them... We- oh, they're too shaken. We learned they were shot at by some of those waving civilians, one of whom emerged from under a tarp on a pickup truck like this one and shot the grenade. Is that a Toyota? 
<laughs> we meet a unit from the 3rd Infantry, called in, as it turns out, to protect us from the enemy, which they say doesn't look like the enemy. Man, what I really learned from this clip right here is Brian Williams doesn't have an ass. Called in, as it turns out, to protect us from the enemy, which they say doesn't look like the enemy. A massive sandstorm grounds us for two nights. The infantrymen stand guard the whole time. This morning, the skies finally cleared, and we prepared to move out. We're going to kick and burn and get the heck out of here. Yeah, man. Have a safe trip back. We thank our protectors who prepare to push on toward Baghdad, and we head back to base. So this right so, here is the report that is under all of the controversy. So that's me being Tom Brokaw. Well, I'd like to know what happened. Well, Brian, what is he starting to say Brian, now, Brian? Tell us what happened. Brian, Brian tell us. Brian. Uh, I, before we get to that, before we get to Brian's lie, I want to go back a little bit further in time. Let's go to 2006. Brian Williams is on a uh, very limited run talk show by Eric or no not Eric Baldwin by one of the Baldwin brothers you'll recognize his voice okay uh, who was the guy that was on 30 Rock oh uh, the, is that Eric no 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 that was uh, uh, Alec Baldwin Alec yeah so Alec Baldwin had a radio show for a little while and I got this clip of I prepare yourself for a little bit of dirtiness okay because what you're about to hear is a fully grown man just fucking lie. Pinch me. One of the ways we succeeded was we just jumped out of the plane and we pulled the ripcord and we just took it one step at a time and we turned around and the next thing you know, we're skating. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you're so badass. You're so badass, Alec. Oh. The, I got this syndrome. Yeah. I, I guess I do say to my... I got this. I can handle anything. I've got this. Myself and to others. Yes, I can. I've got this. I got And this. I don't know where that unbridled <laughs> confidence came from. And I'm I've s- done some ridiculous... I'm such a fucking badass. Ridiculously stupid things under that banner, like... I'm so hardcore. Being in a helicopter I had no business being in in Iraq with rounds coming into the airframe. That's all a lie. But I... Did you I think also, you would die? Uh, briefly. His his airplane wasn't even shot at. Sure, there have been probably a more handful than, of those. Yeah. But Do you tell yourself that's the job. That's the fucking job, man. I'm here to report this on this. This is what I do. This is the job. This is what I do. I'm hardcore. Oh, absolutely. You do. You have There's my still job that's... and not go and sense and cover and feel these dual wars that we have asked these millions of terrific Americans to go fight, and they've raised their hands and volunteered for the honor of it. Here's where it starts to feel a little dirty. When he starts talking about the troops, the actual sacrifice of the troops versus his bullshit experience, it starts to feel pretty empty. I, 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 I listen to this, and I think, this is a man who is caught up in his own lie, and he has no other option than to just go forward with it. And I, it's so sick to hear it. Would be uh, malpractice. Bry, Bry, isn't that a little hard to hear? I loved you so much, man. When you did those skits with Jimmy Fallon, and you slow jam the news, and you know, then he would make those edit cuts of you rapping the music. Bry, man, I liked you. I liked how you delivered the news. We've we've put and, clips of your stuff on our show. And I thought, you know, I thought oh, he, he, he came on the air and he addressed this issue. 
I thought maybe this would be the end. I thought it would be push off. On this broadcast last week, in an effort to honor and thank a veteran who protected me and so many others. Look how legit he looks. He's like, and so many others. He looks so legit. I love him. After a ground fire incident in the desert during the Iraq war invasion, I made a mistake in recalling the events of 12 years ago. It did not take long to hear from some brave men and women in the air crews who were also in that desert. I want to apologize. I said I was traveling in an aircraft that was hit by RPG fire. I was instead in a following aircraft. We all landed after the ground fire incident and spent two harrowing nights in a sandstorm in the Iraq desert. This was a bungled attempt by me to thank one special veteran and by extension, our brave military men and women, veterans everywhere, those who have served while I did not. I hope they know they have my greatest respect and also now my apology. Do you do you uh, did you see how this happened? Like uh, Facebook is where it exploded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been following it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? All right. So here's the deal. Obviously, we all know now that NBC has suspended him for six months. This is an unprecedented thing. This never really has happened you know before. I'll play this clip and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Six we months. have uh, just confirmed from NBC News that Brian Williams. And chicken, why- chicken, 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 chicken. Yeah. Listen to her and Hi, watch Aaron. them. And and this is CNN. This is Aaron Burnett. Up and uh, this is their uh, the, the guy she's about to talk to is uh-huh. CNN's guy who watches the media. Okay. And and why this clip is important is I I want y- I I hope the audience can can appreciate how much this matters to the anchors who are covering it themselves. And the reason why this makes it a big story is because to them it's a huge deal. Has now been suspended as managing editor and anchor of the NBC Nightly News for 6 months. He will not receive any pay during that time frame. Right Brian Stelter just receiving this memo from NBC Nightly News. Let me read to you from it. The suspension will be without pay. It is effective immediately. Deborah Turness, the chief of NBC News, says we let Brian know of our decision earlier today. Mm. Lester Holt will continue to substitute anchor the, N- the NBC Nightly News. Uh, all right, Chase, all right. as your bro right here who yeah. watches a lot of clips, yeah, I do not like Lester. No, I way, 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 way like a Brian. lot of people don't. I a lot of people don't. Brian, Brian's the man. Yeah, Brian is grade A. Yeah. And Lester, he's a good guy. So, all right, so let me let me tell you, talk to you guys. Let me bring back some of my old experience working in the TV ratings. So here's what's going to happen. Okay, NBC NBC had no choice; they had to pull him off the air. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to pull him off the air, kind of like a bowling pot of water. Right? You got to get him off. You just got to get the pot off the water. The problem is how much is this going to keep propagating over the next six months? Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, at the, on the on the other side of the piece of paper. You got Lester Holt now in the anchor's chair, and they're going to be keeping a very close eye on that ratings. If the ratings don't shift, they'll go down. No, I know they will go down. Well, there's going to be. Hold on, let's make this. A, oh, you're going to make a red. No, book, we red, need red, to do make a red. Red, red, red. We red, need pro, to red we, book prediction. One thirty three. We need to make a red book yes. prediction on this. I, I, I suspect so in we'll, six months the NBC because the honestly Chase, I have watched a lot of anchors. So, you, so are you predicting that Brian is coming back? He is our Walter Conkright of our time. He's coming back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's coming back to NBC though. You gotta make you gotta make you gotta make that decision. Is oh. he coming back to NBC? <sighs> because that's right now, Shit, dude. right now, that's what it is. Is he coming back to the national broadcasting company? Let's break it out. Let's do it. All right, you and me, we gotta figure it out right now. Why? Well, I'm gonna come out on the record right now. 
my my prediction. He is not coming back to NBC. He he's done. He is done. So in August, no return of Brian Williams. He's not coming back. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start making. I'm he's gonna not coming back. So this is uh, unfiltered one thirty three, and uh, we're talking about Brian Williams. And yep. on, by the way, it is uh, it is February two. It is eleven uh, fifteen. Yeah, and you are saying he's not coming back. N- Brian Williams will not return. Not to NBC. Now, whether or not some other network wants to give him a chance, I'm not going to speak on that. But to NBC, his time is done. Wow, dude. I hope not. To be honest with you, right. Uh, and here's why. Okay, here. All right. I'm going to put down. I'm going to put down just because I hope otherwise. I'm going to say because Chase, here's the thing: six months in television is forever. It's like 300 news cycles. It's it's it's. Remember, it's a daily show. It is like it is like five years. It's 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 too it's, long. It is way 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 because what's going to happen is the moment it let's say that he's coming to come back on the air, this groundswell is going to kick up again, and and NBC is buying themselves some time right now. They're buying themselves a six month. Uh, way so I think in like three or four months they're going to announce a replacement. They're going to look at the ratings. If the ratings stay solid, which they won't, but if they stay solid, then Lester Holt is going to be permanent. Here's the thing, Chase, and I just wrote this down in the red book. We'll see if it comes true. I don't think Lester's going to get a fucking fraction. ABC is already ahead. ABC since With, Brian, since, since David yep. Muir took over. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no. 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 Nothing to do no. with David Muir. No. No. Since, but he did take over. Yes, though. he did. Yeah. That is an important aspect, but his ratings have not sur- surpassed NBC News. Oh, and- Brywise has been, yeah. But once Brywise stepped down, David Muir, yeah. he's ahead now. Oh, yeah. 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 Here's the thing. I suspect. Uh-huh. I don't know. This is a hard one to make because let's, let's, let's be real. Every single news anchor, Shep, O'Reilly, um, who's another famous news anchor? Um, John Stewart. No, 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 not John Stewart. Um, <laughs> pick another one. Pick another news news anchor though. Uh, Dan Lewis. Dude, not a local. <laughs> I, one. I'm just messing yeah. with you. I'm just messing. You get my point. Yeah, so, I get but your the point. point I'm yeah. trying to make yeah. is yeah. nobody, nobody has a bigger name, a bigger brand than Brian Williams. Right. Nobody in the media has a bigger brand than Brian Williams. That what about why, uh, WWNSX? Bring back Tom. Tom Brokaw. No. Too old? Nope. Can't yeah. do it. He's too old. Uh, and not only that, Brian is way more fucking sexy than Tom is. You know, I'm I, sorry to say it. I got but it. I would, I would fucking have sex with Brian Williams. I would not. I would not have sex with Tom. Here's what you do. And this is uh, an homage to my Canadian friends to the north. Oh, I like where you're going already. Remember what uh, big name news anchor came out of Canada? Peter Jennings. This is the CBC News. So what you do is you go up to Canada. You say, you knock on the door. You knock on the door and you say, hey, Peter. Yeah. Peter Mansbridge. With the name. Mansbridge? That's his name. I'm dead serious. Peter Mansbridge. Come on down. That's his name. I'm dead serious. Look it up. I you go, it. you go get Peter Mansbridge, dude. You bring Mansbridge him down. is never going to be an anchor of the United States News. Mansbridge, come on, Brian Williams versus Mansbridge. Fuck you, dude. That's never going to happen. No, Brian. Here's the thing. All right, Brian, Brian he's going to be back. Because here's why. They're all liars. They're all a oh, bunch yeah. of fucking scammers. Yeah. yeah, they just read the prompter. 
This is why you go to patreon.com slash unfilmed. Yeah. They're all a bunch of liars. Yeah. They're all a bunch of actors. All of them. I'm not talking about a couple of them. No. No. I'm talking about every single one of them are paid actors. And yeah. Brian Williams, he's one of them. And what you are seeing right now is a brand who is attempting to repair the image of their brand. Yeah. That brand oh, is yeah. the NBC News. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. So what they're trying to do right now is repair the brand. They don't give a fuck about Brian Williams. They don't give a fuck about you. Right. What they give a fuck about is that brand. And the numbers and the people watching. And, Absolutely. And if you don't, if you don't get that, then what you are is a dumb fuck. So they you ha- are a dumb person who doesn't understand that. Yeah. They have to spin it this way yes. right now. They have to give it six months because right now- I, I'm, I'm following you. What the media has done is they have turned on the head. Everybody has turned on the head. CNN has turned on the head. Fox News, oh man, they love this. MSNBC, they fucking love this. They've all turned on the head of the national news and they're attacking it. The media eats- their own and Meadow, who works for MSNBC, she's one of them. The awkward part for us, I said at the top, this was a little awkward. Here's why this is awkward for us on this show and for me as its anchor. So we are MSNBC. The NBC in that means that we operate under the NBC umbrella. And there's a good reason why you see so many faces from NBC News on our air. It's because we really are working partners with them. We are working partners. We're a partner organization with them. We're in bed, in other words. Within the news division. But tonight, even as we are reporting on Mm. this breaking news. Yeah, go ahead, Rachel. Go ahead. Report on this breaking news, Rachel. About... The news division of which we are a part. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So you, out of anybody in the entire world, should have the best information, right, Rachel? <laughs> no. NBC News will not make anyone available to discuss this story with us. Oh. Oh. So Rachel Meadow of MSNBC, what you're saying is the best place to get information is the Unfiltered Podcast. What? Yeah. Now that may change in days ahead. You'd think that if they're going to talk to anybody about this, we might reasonably get a leg up on getting interviews with any NBC News executives to explain this decision, if only because we're right down the hall. Uh, But so far, no one. Again, I hope in days to come that that might change. But as of yet, uh, we are not talking to NBC News executives about this yet. I live in hope. I I actually have to give a good props. It it is – I mean, I mean, I don't mean to make this sexist, but it takes balls to go on air and say, you know what? My bosses won't give me the story, even though we are the story this week. Fuck those guys. I'm going to tell you that I would love to give you this story, but they but won't they give won't. it to me. Yeah. I kind of have to give it to I her. I give it to her on that, too. That's impressive. Absolutely. And, and you know It what? also, though, very clearly demonstrates the bullshit, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, doesn't yeah. it demonstrate like exactly what the mainstream media is up against? Totally. Totally, yeah. and and that's why when you support us at patreon.com slash unfilter, oh. you know, instead of uh, putting money in Brian's pocket, which, by the way, he made uh, $10 million a year for reading a prompter, uh, you know, we uh, work hard to bring you stories, uh, mm-hmm. to, to give you clips, and when you become a Patreon, not only you're supporting the show directly, by the way, it's not going through any middleman, it's going to the show directly. We give you perks if you uh, decide to support us at five dollars a month I, you know, or more. I think I think we should pause right here. Yeah. So, um, as a supporter, you get access to the, all of the source files. Yep. All of the clips. Yep. You also get to keep us on the air. Uh, 
I, maybe we've talked about this before. I, I can't remember if we talked about this on air. Uh, you and I, well, 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 well before we ever went to Patreon, you and I had a Skype call with the CEO of Patreon. Yeah. And we basically spent an hour yeah. lambasting him with questions like, how are you going to get this right? You're not how a fly-by-night operation, yes. right? Like if someone, if you got really big and someone wanted to buy you, is that your goal? What's your goal? What's your motivation? Right. Why, Why you are keep... you doing this? Yes. And it was all about creators. Um, did you get a card in the mail? Yeah. How Wasn't that cool? I, I shared that with my viewers because I, I do a Patreon as well mm-hmm. for the Minecraft show. And I got a card. And that kind of thing... You know, we believe they believed in us. You know, that's why he took a, the call from us. Yeah. We talked to him for yeah. an hour, and the people over there at Patreon, they're creators too. Yeah, and, yes, and, and, yes, they're podcasters, dude. Yes, I mean musicians, yes. artists, yes, and really cool people. Yes. And they get it. They get it. Where all these people are coming to there, and you know, obviously, thanks to big names, you know, like Tom Merritt and Scott Johnson, the other guys out of there that are doing huge patrons. <laughs> I mean, just huge in comparison, like fifteen thousand dollars. I mean, a month. just sick. Sickening. It's gross. It's life changing. It's yeah. life changing. Literally. But you know, that's why we use Patreon because it's a service by creators for creators yeah. Yeah. that actually yeah. gives a crap. Yeah. And like how we give a crap yeah. about what's going on in we're, our world. I mean the fact is we're super we're super passionate about our audience. Yeah. And right now three hundred and fifty three people. Three hundred and fifty three this this episode one hundred and thirty three, I mean, uh on the on the optimistic side, will be downloaded by forty thousand people and one of the longest we've ever done <laughs> Forty thousand yeah. people and yeah. it took 353 of you to make that happen right that's fucking powerful go over to patreon.com slash unfilter make this show continue to happen yeah make this show a reality yeah brian williams he's a fucking clown yeah. he's a clown do you want news from your clown see here's or the do you thing. want news from people brian, who actually give a shit brian doesn't care no he doesn't he's gonna embellish he's gonna make himself look good we care about you guys because you are the ones who directly, directly impact what we do. Yeah. If if the if the number of patrons starts dropping yeah. and the numbers start dropping, then you know what? Maybe it's time to wrap up yeah. shop. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. That's a clear indicator. And you know, thank I don't, you, you guys. I I am Seriously. not. I'm not. I'm not a nationalist. I'm not. I'm not loyal to nations. I'm loyal to 353 of those. Thank people. you. Yeah. That's who I'm loyal yeah. to. That's who I report to. Yeah. That's my nation. Yeah. That's my country yeah. right there. Your constituents right there. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's who I report to. Yeah. Right? That's who keeps me on the air. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you know, it, that's that's the best part about this. It's it's a community driven thing. Um and you know, for something like this, yeah. Yeah. where yeah, yeah, we get 40,000 downloads, we have 1800 readers on yeah. the unfiltered subreddit. Yeah. Um just by becoming a patron at $1 makes yeah. a bigger impact to us yeah. than someone who just listens well, and goes, yeah. And if you found yourself, like, if you've been watching everything we just talked about and everything we're about to talk about, and you've been so frustrated, like, give us your support because we are here putting our names, Chris Fisher, Chase Nunes, we are fucking putting our names on the line to report this shit. For over exa- two and a half years. For exactly how yeah. it is. Yeah. And I don't expect you to do this. But if you want us, if you want us to do this for another 133 episodes, you 
you have to go to patreon.com slash unfilter and tell us to make this happen because to be honest to God, truth to you, we can do other shows that make more money, but we fucking are passionate about this. We want to fucking hold these people accountable. Brian Williams and other people like him, they have to answer for what they have done. Yep. Your unfilter show will do it. Yep. For 133 episodes, we have done it and we will do it for another 130 yep. episodes if you let us do it. Yep. Patreon.com slash unfilter. You. The individual listener can make a difference to keep us going. Yep. We are at 353. If we do not hit 400 at a certain point, come on. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. Why are we putting the, the entire network's brand on the line? Why are we putting our personal names on the line if you don't give a crap? You have to. You have to go to patreon.com slash unfilter and tell us to keep going. You have to do it. It is an imperative. This is how this show, this this kind of show that talks about this kind of stuff, this is how it works in an honest fashion. This is how it works where you can trust it. This is how it works when you know what our motivation is. It's this. This is the only way, and I'm sorry it works like this, but this is the real fucking world. Patreon.com slash unfilter. All right, let's continue on with, with the Brian Williams stuff because I love this. Uh, so now, of course, it's not just the Iraq stuff. Now there's been re- questions been raised about maybe things in when he was down in Katrina, which was, by the way, oh, yeah. Brian Williams' star reporting for his career, not so accurate. Hey, Brian Williams apologized for misremembering what happened to him in Iraq. By Thursday, the Internet was abuzz with allegations of another embellishment from the NBC anchor. And this time, it was about Hurricane Katrina. God, he looks good there, doesn't he? Very commanding. Yeah. Nice shot. Shit, look at that. Look right at that now, building. there is no clear proof that Williams exaggerated or lied about his experiences there. But NBC is reviewing his accounts. Williams once said that he watched a man commit suicide at the Superdome. And he also said this. When you look out of your hotel room uh, window in the French Quarter and watch a, a man float, float by face down... This is what's so hard, right? When he lies, he makes the lie about him. Chase, when you watch a man, well, first off, face to, down. to be fair, this hasn't been fully co- collaborated either way yet. Yeah, nobody can. Uh, I know. Yeah, uh, but also a lot of people that were there with him said that never happened. Mm. Uh, eh, what I find kind of repulsive about this is the way he makes the story about him. Right. Yeah. When you look out of your hotel room uh, window in the French Quarter and watch a, a man float, float by face down, when, when you see bodies that you last saw in Banda Aceh, Indonesia, and swore to yourself that you would never see in your country, I accidentally ingested some of the flood. Okay, uh, this is a second interview. Uh, this is uh, funny because with another NBC host, and he's talking about uh, how he got uh, a little bit of a, an infection. Water. I became very sick with dysentery. Our hotel was overrun with gangs. I was rescued in the stairwell of a five-star hotel. And <sighs> that's a pretty scary story. Um, however, a lot of people said kind of fucking bullshit. New Orleans. Hurricane Katrina was an American horror story. But is it possible that Williams actually saw a body floating there? Nobody knows Katrina better than my next guest. He's Lieutenant General Russell Honore, who led Task Force Katrina. Now, the only reason I'm playing this clip is because out of all of the mainstream coverage of this particular story, this is the only interview I have found with somebody 
who was actually on the ground during Katrina. And if we're going to look at the Brian Williams' entire lies, all of them, we have to not just look at the Iraq lies, but we got to look at the Katrina lies too because that was a major yeah, point. Yeah, Right? So this guy, this guy literally – you know, you know how you get your bureaucrats like uh, like your brownies who don't do shit, right. and then you get your guys who are literally like on the ground, like pulling bodies out of the water. That's this guy. Thank you for joining me this morning. Good morning. The account that Brian Williams describes, he's describing the Ritz Carlton Hotel. That's on the edge of the French Quarter, right? Is it possible that there was enough water in that part of New Orleans that a, a body could have floated by? I mean, very suspect, but you know, anything's possible, Brian. You know, there are many stories from uh, Katrina, and everybody have their story from where they stood. But more- anything's possible, Brian. Anything's possible, Brian. That guy's name's not Brian, by the way. I mean, very suspect, but you know, anything's possible, Brian. You- His name's not Brian. <laughs> His name's not Brian. Yeah. Uh, Derp. So, yeah. So this guy. I don't want to play the whole clip for you because it's about five minutes. It's in this. It's in the uh, supporters' sink. But what this guy says, uh, line by line, Chase. Mm. He dis, he 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 kind of debunks every single Brian Williams statement. He, this is Lieutenant General Russell L. Hondor. He's the U.S. Army. He's retired. He was in Katrina volunteering on his own time to help save people's save lives. People, yeah. yeah. And he says what Brian Williams is saying is fucking bullshit. I don't know who to believe. I kind of believe this guy over Brian Williams, though. Unless he's got a book to sell. <laughs> no, no book. Okay, okay. No I'm book. Just, I'm, nope. But that's usually what happens. You know, someone will go and Google. Yeah. Someone will go and Google their name, and they'll have a book for sale, uh, maybe recounting Katrina. Does he have a book? I haven't checked. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I'm, I'm a heart. I'm, you know, I'm all about no, evidence. That's a know? great question. Yeah, that's a great question. And so, for me, you know, on this, where, you know, what if Brian? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. What if Brian did look out his window? And he saw something floating down right. the, the, the like, water. Because combat is super like right. – I mean I've never been in that situation. No. Like maybe yeah. I would think my helicopter yeah. had been shot. So so, so not just a helicopter thing. I'm, I'm talking about Katrina for a oh. minute here. Okay. So he looked at his hotel uh, and you know he, he saw something that maybe to him looked like a body. Maybe he had a flashback to when uh, he was covering the tsunami stuff, you know, and – you know, obviously, you know, our mind will sometimes give us looks like, wow, that looks like a body. It looks like a dead body. So I'm you not buying that, though. Or do you feel like this guy is trying to make himself sound really important on the national news? I don't think he has. I mean, at this stage in his career. OK, at this stage in his career, why would you why would why you do have you need to? to? Right. You're already making 10 million dollars a year for reading a screen. OK. And you're the managing editor of NBC News. Right. That means you sign the checks. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a serious position yeah, of power. You have a serious position. OK. He doesn't need to embellish anymore. And so, you know, obviously in his head, you know, sometimes stories can change or, or, or filter over. Uh, do you really, really, really believe that, though? Do you really honestly believe that? All I'm saying. Honestly, Chase. I'm being honest here. All I'm saying is on the. Do you honestly believe uh, the, that the, he wasn't exaggerating? I'm trying to get it I out think here. He was, no. Yeah. And let's yeah. – you know what? Let's just say he was exaggerating. Yeah. You know what? Fine. Yeah. Fine. Because you know why? Because you know what TV is? Entertainment. 
It's entertainment. Yeah, it's entertainment. Yeah, it's not yeah. news. It's right. entertainment, and right. that's what you're watching it for. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you agree with that, or you disagree? Oh no, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if if he delivered the news uh, in a crappy way, if he wasn't good at what he did, uh, does then no one would ever pay attention. He's really good at what he does. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's why it probably kills NBC to do this, but they had to do it. But that's why I think he can't come back to NBC, and then that's why I'm sticking to that red book, and I'm, you know, if he if he yeah. comes back, he comes yeah. back. But I think that's the reason why he, he's gone, so, because they that image is yeah. going to be burned into everybody. Uh, so your prediction is he doesn't come back. He doesn't come back to NBC. Yeah. I, I do see potentially a neighboring network uh, saying, you know, we're going to take a chance on... Like, the, like maybe like, what, like the home network? Or no, no, no. I'm saying like a, ma- a major network. MSNBC? I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying network. I'm saying network news. Say, you know, you got CBS uh, or or you got, uh, you know, ABC. Wait, you going to replace David Moore? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, network news... Scott Pelley? Here... Network news, okay. Network news is like, like you know, that's the 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 top three. The top three. It's it's ABC. You got NBC. You got CBS. Right. And 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 millions of views. And and if you're CNN, if you're Fox News, you're MNBC. That's that's cute. That's really adorable. That's not no. It's like. It's like thirty million less. <laughs> it's like not it's, even. It's, it's substantial. Not even comparison because one channel you can get for free. By putting an antenna up, and I'm not talking about internet TV peeps. I know you are out there. I'm talking about traditional over-the-air antenna, where that channel yeah. is on pretty much yeah. every everything in the world. And 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 be honest, are you going to watch David Moore? Or are you going to watch Brian Williams? Right. Exactly. I'm going to watch Brian Williams. Right. I'm going to watch Brian. Right. So Williams. so if so, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. If he goes to CBS, let's say you know what CBS because they're usually third place all the time, right? Not a, I mean, I know you like Scott. I'm not a huge Scott guy. Scott's okay. I, I don't. I'm not like in love with Scott. Yeah, like Bri-Wai. you kind of. No, oh, really? No, no. You like Brywy more? I I think Brywy is has bridged the gap. Yeah. Uh, on the a, a, a atypical yeah. news yep. anchor. He's like he's like hip, but he's also super official. Right. Yeah. And that's why, like we mentioned before, he he had a standing open door for tonight uh, for uh, Tonight Show for Letterman, Letterman. Yep. for all these guys. Yep. Not many news anchors get that extension, right? Okay, because they know that he brings the eyeballs. Bingo. And remember, it always comes down to the money. Yeah, I, honestly, I would watch Letterman if Brywy is on it. Right. Yeah. So, 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 what it comes down to is, I don't think we're going to see it on NBC anymore because it damages NBC credibility. Yeah. But you could see like a CBS or yeah. or ABC go. You know what? We respect the fact that you're. Own- this is how they're going to spin it, you guys. We understand, Brian, that you know you're owning up to your mistakes here. NBC doesn't want to give you another shot. We're going to give you that shot and opportunity. Okay, um, that's what I think. My memory is failing me. But uh, what's the name of the guy who reported on Bush's service and then got fired from CBS? What's oh, you know who I'm talking about, right? You know who I'm talking I, about. Yeah, Shh, isn't it? He's still alive. He's still yeah. doing his stuff. Yeah. He's got a show on. Uh, he's got a show on cable TV. Yeah, maybe Brywy goes that direction. No, I don't see Brywy going cable TV because you don't have the same amount of eyeballs. You just don't. Totally. You don't. And, and, okay. With the guy of Brywise stature is what I'm saying. Real talk? Real talk? Real talk for you? Hmm. All of these anchors lie. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And do they you spend al- it all. Do yeah. you also agree that probably most of the people who are watching also think that way? No. Unfortunately not. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately not. I, I, I mean, Because I'm watching NBC and I'm like, who are you kidding? 
Like, no, why are you the, doing the suspension? Because like, who because, are you joking? And by the way, what does the suspension solve? Six months to see how Lester does? Yeah, give me a break. Lester is no Brywy. No. And, and and then and then to bring that up, like like what for the news cycles to clear? Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. Like it still feels like what is the point of a six month suspension? Because what does that give you? That gives you. Uh, you're you're pulling the pot off. Like I said, the analogy: you're pulling the pot off the stove. You're you're pull, you're you're calming down the water. No, you're getting it off the mainstream. I, 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 you're I trying honestly, to anyway. I believe that is true. Yeah. At the same time, what you're actually doing is you're you're giving views to David Moore because ABC News is up right now. Yeah. ABC News is beating NBC. But, but how can you not? If you're NBC, how can you not pull him off? You have to. No, you don't. You, yes, you do. You have to. I don't. I don't. I don't agree. I think because the, because remember, remember, Chris, remember, focus here. Remember, NBC is trying to uh, project themselves as a reputable, right. uh, solid news organization. Are you asking me to believe that the, what they actually report no, no, on no, no, the no, news? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is because I don't. I, I no, mean, no, honest, I'm not. No, okay. what I'm saying is they they for the general uninformed public, the the sheep. Yeah, if you will. Yeah, they have to project this feeling of officiality of officiality. Yeah. that you know we care about the integrity of NBC the news. news. We inte- we care about the integrity of the news. No person is above the integrity of the news. The so, news is the ultimate thing. Right. Like we we all answer to the news. Right. We all answer to journalistic yeah. properties yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know idealisms. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, like as if they're Patreon funded. <laughs> right. But but that's true. But the thing is that's what they have the image to project to the general American public. I, I so agree. they have to pull them because I, of that reason. I I I I absolutely agree. That is what they think. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I think that like if you were I think 280 million Americans think that the mainstream media is bullshit. Yeah, I know. And I know. all of those guys are liars. So here's the thing, and I know this is very a stereotypical, but it's probably a whole bunch of old white guys sitting in a big tower, GE tower in in New York City, um, where where they're saying. Well, we got to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to pull them off. You know, this and, affects our brand. See, see, you know, honestly, you know, if if I'm about the ratings and I'm about the money, honestly, that's what it comes down to, no, right? Dude, here's what it comes you, down you to. You spin it. You no, spin it. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Here's what it comes down to. Uh, Brian, go ahead and lie as much as you fucking can. Make yourself sound like the biggest fucking badass ever. Because people don't, will tune in. Don't get caught. Yeah, don't get caught. Right, that's so, the deal. So here's that's what, the fucking deal. Right. So if I was an NBC exec that made made the decision, here's what I would do, because obviously you know they've never cared about the news. We've known that. No, at so, least not in our lifetime. Right. You're right. So what we do is we say, all right, look, uh, Brian, here's how we're going to spin it. Uh, we're going to say that you know you apologize for your for for your delivery. Go on air. Give the, your apology. Give your apology. Did I did I play that? Yeah, we did. We okay. played okay. the apology. Yeah. Um, and we will come out with an official statement to say that you know we understand it's all about journalistic integrity. We'll use all the common buzz buzzwords and all that fun jazz. Up. Uh, and then we'll continue as normal because we'll know people are going to be watching to see what you say next. All right. So let's play the six-month suspension clip. I don't know what it buys the mainstream media, but um, it's obviously important to them. Yep. We have uh, just confirmed from NBC News uh, that we Brian play this? Williams I thought we played has- this one. Oh, did we? Yeah, we, yeah, because okay. I talked about uh, yeah, chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> oh, say you snap. So Brian Williams gets pulled off for six months. When I'm looking at this, I think to myself – 
what Brian Williams will do for the next six months is he'll he'll visit talk shows. He'll visit like uh, no 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 no. You think he's gonna go silent? No, he he has to go silent. He goes silent? Yeah, he goes silent. No. Yeah. No no no. I bet no, you he's no, gonna no, be no, under no. contractual obligation because I bet you if oh. he says anything, oh. anything, or if he goes on a competing network or even talks to MSNBC, his contract is gone. This, I mean. No, there's no way he's going to say anything. Really? I don't think so. Doesn't he? You don't think he spends his six months fixing shit? Well, he's, he might be trying to fix shit behind the scenes. And everything that he does, by the way, bear this in mind. Everything that he does is going to be by permission of NBC. Okay? Mark it down. Write it down. You're right about that. Everything he does yeah. from yeah. this point until yeah. he's either on the air again or fired is going to be under the strict control of NBC. There's no well, way. Brian Williams has decided no way. to step aside, he says, from his NBC Nightly News chair for the next several days is the way he's saying it. He's not giving a time horizon on that. But this is something that comes uh, less than three days after questions were first raised and he first apologized about his an accounting of an Iraq war mission in 2003. He said at one point uh, eight days ago on his nightly news broadcast that he, he the helicopter he was in was struck by an RPG, a rocket-propelled grenade in Iraq, that it was forced out of the sky. Uh, he had a very harrowing account of that, but it turns out he was not on that helicopter. He was on a different helicopter. And once he apologized for that, there were questions raised about other reports of his as right. well, including even reports from Hurricane Katrina. So he's essentially saying he's stepping aside now to right. let NBC's investigation take and, place. Uh, reading part of the statement that, that uh, you obtained, saying in the midst of a career spent covering and consuming news, it has become painfully apparent to me that I am presently too much a part of the news due to my actions. Do we uh, know if this decision to step aside temporarily is because of the internal investigation at NBC? Well, what I'm wondering is whether they found something already that's led them to do this. I am told no, that he decided to do this before he learned about any results of the internal investigation, which only started yesterday, by the way. Right. We know that the, the producers at NBC that are leading this investigation have been reaching out to some of the soldiers involved, trying to re-report the story that Brian Williams has told. But apparently, and I say apparently because all the facts aren't out yet, apparently Brian Williams decided on his own to do this before he could be pushed, you know? So a lot of people are considering this to be like a sign that NBC News doesn't have control over the situation. No, no, I, 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 I think, I think the majority of people want Brian on the air because um, they like him. You know, they're, they're willing to forgive him. That'd be me, right? Uh, but that being said, this is this is an old soup decision. This is NBC trying to protect their uh, projection of their their news organization and brand. <sighs> Unfortunately, but who that's... buys it anymore? <laughs> right? Like, what are they doing right now? Honestly, it, it, what, it, it, what, it, what, what, Chase? It's an old school approach. What brand of are they protecting? The the remember old old man suits. Remember their ideas of what NBC News is, what any network news is. You know, it's you know we care about the news. You know, Walter you know Walter Cronkite kind of stuff. But mm. but the the, the way things are today is not the same as they were in Walter's day unfortunately I don't I mean I hate to sit here and like I don't want to like it's an old school way of thinking I don't, and, and it's I, I tough don't for us because we're in yes, the new school way yes, of thinking yes exactly I don't want to give too much to like Walter Cronkite yeah but and 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 to be honest with you this is a particularly hard thing for me to or kind good of good night and good luck you know this whole this whole story around Brian Williams has been particularly difficult for me to personally understand, and that's 
I didn't really cover it last week because I felt like it was a distraction. This week, I, I something different is about it. Like the media is is feeding on their own, and uh, uh, I, my my lineage, my my grandpa, uh, he oh, was wow, the, look at that. He was the voice of the news for the Pacific Northwest. KHQ. He, he broadcast KHQ was the number one radio station in Washington State out of Spokane, Washington, until. This this crazy new idea called television was invented, <laughs> right? Yeah. And my grandfather was the number one radio host for the Washington State until television was invented. At that point, he moved over to this new, brand new network called King 5. Yeah, I've heard and, of them. Yeah. Uh, he laid out everything King 5 needed to do to do daily news on the television, which was a brand new technology called yeah. the television. The television. It was going to be radio with moving pictures. Yeah. And so my grandfather moved over to King 5 News which was an NBC affiliate, to, to teach them how to cover the news. This is a picture of my grandpa doing the news in Spokane, Washington, about 50 years ago. Wow. And I look at this, and I think of Brian Williams, and I think the integrity that has been lost. Oh, it's... The yeah. integrity to the people, to the voting populace that has been lost. Yeah. When I look at this 50 years, yeah. that was my grandpa. Yeah. And my grandpa gave the news as it was. And later on in life, when he was no longer on the mic anymore, he would still talk to me about the news. And, and my grandpa helped wow. me frame the news from the insider's perspective 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I think of what Les Fitzpatrick would have thought about Brian Williams, I think Les Fitzpatrick would have been profoundly disappointed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean a lot of the pioneers of that of that, of that era, and I really call them pioneers because they back then it's a golden era. Well, there was a remember remember we you know we we still do it today. Uh, CBS, the Tiffany Network, uh, you know, mm. and a lot of these networks it's back funny, in the he, day. You know, he didn't even call CBS CBS. He just called it the Tiffany Network. Yeah, that's what he called it. Right, and because there were standards that were so stringent about fact-checking and stories and and getting it right. Mm. Just because it may not be favorable, Mm. it's about getting it right. Getting it accurate. Accurate. Reporting it to the people. Right. And not fluffing it. Which is what we do today. Not spin it. Which is kind of amazing. Because by the time I I really knew my grandpa, he was no longer in radio. He was no longer in TV. He was doing commercials. By the time I knew my grandpa, he was in advertising. And uh, so to me, it's interesting to walk this yeah. back and watch Brian Williams and look at him and think to myself, and knowing the man that he was, yeah, I, I like Brian Williams, but at the same time, you know what, dude? He lied. Yeah. He lied for no reason other than to make himself look better. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to get it past. No, it's, 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 the, it's, it's, the, it's brutal. And unfortunately, the, the, the days of network news integrity are gone. So the only thing that we can do is create a show like Unfilter to point out mm-hmm. all the hypocrisy mm-hmm. of all the what the news networks do mm-hmm. and and let you guys mm-hmm. decide. Let you guys yeah. come up the decision and, and you know we're just like going to try to help and, and point that out. You know what I really, 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 really like about that? Yeah. I'm okay. I am totally okay with them deciding that what we say is bullshit. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. At least you have the opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Totally. Should we end on a high note? As always, it's time to end on a high note. Now, uh, I gotta say, Chase, uh, this next clip I'm about, I'm, I'm I'm about to play this. 
it's a little Colorado specific. Okay. But it totes calls what exactly you said would happen six months ago. And I want you to try to pull out the profitability of edibles. Because what has Chris said this entire time? Edibles will be the number one profit center for Washington State if they can get their shit together <laughs> right. and actually sell things that have cannabis in them. Right. I know it's super, super, super scary for you because we've only been doing it since the existence of time. I know it's really scary, but if you got around to it, it might be about 40% of your sales. Right. Edible pot products make up about 45% of the legal marijuana industry in Colorado. 45%. Now, Washington State has reported that their cannabis legalization hasn't gone as profitable. It's still profitable. It's still very, very, very They're profitable. They're not getting as much money as they want. Not as much. Right. Now, when you hear this report, right yeah. here at the top, yes. 45% of Colorado's revenues are coming from edible cannabis products, which Washington State... Uh, uh, and just in case maybe you're listening to this in the future, at this point in time on February 11th, 2015, there is only one other state where cannabis is recreational. I know. To you, future traveler, that sounds like fucking retarded bullshit. I know. I, I get yeah. that. I know. I know. Yeah. We, it, uh, during episode 133, we are in elementary school. It's really fucking pathetic. And I really hope that by the time you're listening to this, it's a lot better. But right now, only two states allow you to smoke Just something two. that you can grow in your right. very own yeah. garden. And companies now have to comply with new rules. With an update, here's Barry Peterson. It looks like candy, but this is candy infused with pot. At Dixie Elixirs, they take marijuana oil and mix it into foods like chocolate. The process is still the same, but under a new state law, the packaging is not. Lindsay Topping is marketing director for Dixie Brands. So our mints used to come in a slider tin like this. They're open. Anybody yep. could grab them. And we've actually taken them to an F1 certified blister pack. So that means that each one of these mints is individually child resistant. The law came from bad experiences after marijuana for recreational use was legalized in 2014. Edible sales soared. So did emergency room visits by kids who ate edibles. Dr. Larry Wolk runs Colorado's Department of Public Health and calls pot and kids a bad mix. It really affects the developing brain and can cause psychotic symptoms to occur. It can mess with your memory. There's a lot of... Um, I, I don't remember. What, what are we talking about? Even irreversible damage that marijuana can do to the developing brain. And now, each edible sold for recreational use must have no more than a 10-milligram dose of THC, the active ingredient in pot. Before, products like cookies could have several doses and were meant to be broken up. Last year, visiting Wyoming college student Levy Thumba ate a multiple-dose marijuana cookie all at once. He overdosed and jumped to his death from a hotel balcony. Hmm. Now we why are you jumping, man? We kind of covered that story yeah. uh, the day it happened on the Unfiltered Show. Yeah, and um, what I have a hard time. I mean, I'm really sorry this guy lost his life. I, 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 I that is really, 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 really too bad. Um, you can also uh, drink. Uh, you can also just take over the counter medications oh, yeah. that make you have limited judgment. Totally. And so, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to bring this guy's story into perspective without sharing my own story. And I wish I didn't have to share this story. Okay. Because I feel like there's going to be a lot of judgment 
from the audience by me sharing the story. Okay. Um, my first really like over out of control experience with edible cannabis was like um, from peanut butter, surprisingly. Mm. Like um, cannabis peanut butter makes a, a fantastically strong, uh, potent cannabis experience. Okay. And I made myself a peanut butter sandwich one day. All right. And um, it, 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 it was surely the strongest, um, most out of control experience I've ever had. I never would want to have that again. And uh, if anybody ever had that experience, I would understand why they would never want to smoke weed or ingest weed again. Sure. Um, what I had happen was is I, I made cannabis butter. I had turned that butter into cannabis peanut butter. And then I went to secure a uh, $70,000 client contract. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I managed – I got the contract. I, I managed to make it work. But I definitely felt a little um, out of control and a little bit like it was too much. Like it was way overboard. And by the time I got home after the meeting, after I secured the $70,000 contract and I got home, I spent the rest of the afternoon totally blitzed out of my head. And it was not a good experience. Oh, and boy. I said to myself, I will never do this again and I never have done it again since then. Man. Um, but the thing is, is I could have that same experience with caffeine, with nic- nicotine, with uh, – Prescription meds. Absolutely with prescription yeah. meds. And yeah. so because this one guy um, in his 20s or whatever he is in Colorado – Didn't read the packaging. He had a bad experience and he decided, hey, you know what sounds like a good idea? I'm going to jump off a hotel. Yeah. And you think about that is super sad. Oh, yeah, man. Totally. I, I feel bad for that guy. I feel bad for his parents. I feel bad for maybe a significant other. Um, that's one person out of the entire populace of Colorado. Right? Yeah. But yet, somehow, this one person out of millions, literally millions, literally, not exaggerating, literally millions of situations, this one person, this makes the CBS Nightly News. He overdosed and jumped to his death from a hotel balcony. But new packaging can't replace the best precaution, parental vigilance. Ah, good question. <laughs> so a uh, token ring in the chat room asked if it right. was, uh, if it was uh, worse than when I was shit-faced, drunk, and blacked out. Absolutely not. No, when I'm shit-faced and drunk and blacked out, that's when I uh, make people pregnant. Yeah. I have my third child, and I don't remember any of it. It was nothing like <laughs> right, that. Yeah. It was nothing like yeah. that. There is a level of responsibility that a consumer takes on when they purchase this product. They have to store it safely. People buying this product have to start talking to their kids about the fact that it exists in the world. It's no different than talking to your kids about alcohol. There will likely be other problems as pot use spreads and likely more new laws to come. Barry Peterson, CBS News, Denver. Denver. Oh, that's fine. Like, yeah. uh, bring more news. Bring more laws. I mean, that's... parents need to, you know, this whole kids thing. It's it, it, it's the same way. Like she said, with alcohol, prescription meds, you name it. It's it's all the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the same. Now, Mister Chase. Yes, Chris. Uh, we are here in the Pacific Northwest, as I've mentioned. Last earlier time I in checked. Yeah, last time I checked. I haven't moved. Have you moved? I have not. Are you Are you on the East Coast? No, I am not. Oh, good, because I'm also in Washington. Yeah, I know. You're you're right here. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, so I, I've been looking. Uh, you have been very diligent about sending me certain stories throughout the le- throughout the week. Yeah. 
where are you at right now with the whole cannabis legalization in Washington State? I mean, we've got uh, the debate as it grows, uh, as 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 cities want uh, cut of the action. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling right now where, you know, the legislature, you know, they want to obviously extract a lot of money. I think uh, the way of doing it is, you know, maybe less regulation, maybe, I don't know, don't tax at every step. Uh, I mean, right now, and then there's other priorities going on in this state, too. So uh, for me, I, I think they need to dial it back a little bit and, and calm down and, and try to, uh, instead of attack maybe the medical side, because we've been seeing that a lot here. Um, maybe instead of that, they should focus on what's really important. And if they want to get more people uh, to, quote unquote, not go through other means, maybe they should change how they're taxing it. But right now, um, there's other things going on in the state. There hasn't been too much movement on that. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's something we watch, and it it's hard to kind of watch from afar and yeah. be like, oh, come on, what are you really doing here? Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Good stuff, Mr. Chase. Good as stuff, Mr. Chase. As always. As always, your unfiltered show will be right here watching this as it develops, reporting to you as the important elements and important events develop. Uh, it's time to get up. It's time to stretch out. Ooh. But before you turn off that dial or turn it down, head over to unfilter.reddit.com where you can see a brand new theme. Uh, oh, it looks good. It uh, looks real good. Viewer submitted in, in the show. <sighs> I've got to say, though. Yes. I love it. Uh-huh. It's a little U.S. Well, you know, to be fair, we are in the U.S., but mm. uh, if you want to take your shot at, uh, and we can throw different themes in the rotation, oh. uh, just let us know. But hey, thanks. Head over there. Yeah, over head there. over that's, there. That's the big part. And there's now, by the way, there is what they call flair, right? Uh, so if you are a user of the unfiltered page, there are many new flair options available to you. One of them is ding. Another one is high note and many other things that we do on this That's show. That's pretty cool. Unfiltered.reddit.com. Yes. Now, Chris. Why don't you go over there? Uh, make the show a little better. Yeah. Now, Chris, uh, you let people know what's happening when we're all live for yeah. this show, when all you're the doing time. All the time, like last and uh, You don't text, know about this? Text snaps tomorrow. Oh, dude. Where, where can you go? Dude, what, what? dude yeah. seriously? Yeah. little insider's tip for you? Okay. Check out twitter.com slash Chris Elias. Oh! New shows, episode releases, live streams. Wow. It's all there. So, uh, someone forgot Have to Have you tried out Twitter? Yeah, someone forgot to tweet about our show today. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, shoot. But you know what? I'm guilty too. But you can head over to my Twitter page at Nunes N U N S. Still, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta make that February keep that going. 11th, 2015, the yes! best Twitter profile picture on Twitter, twitter.com slash Nunes. That's right. Go look at it. Yes, and I also do some podcasting things, uh, you know, uh, Minecraft gaming stuff, you name it, head over to geekgamer.tv. Is that a little uh I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to judge. Chase, what? Yeah. But that looked a little football related. There was a. There's some football stuff. Good man. Good <laughs> we man. do the show on Wednesdays. Uh, hang out over with us here at the JB Live chat room, starting about six, and we'll go until we're yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> JBLive.tv. Check out JupiterBroadcasting.com/slash/calendar. Don't forget unfiltered.reddit.com. And if you'd like to send us some email, go over to JupiterBroadcasting.com/slash/contact and choose the Unfilter Show from the drop down. That's right. Well, All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfilter. We'll see you right, right back, back here, here next, next week. Hey, uh, hey, Chase. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yes, uh, Chris. Hey, Chase. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think maybe we should have Brian Williams on as a guest? This week? Uh, you know what? We got Brian in here, right? Well, Brian's got plenty of time. <laughs>
Hey, Sepson saw it. Yeah, I was on Padre's corner. I was in his corner, and we talked about gaming stuff. Yeah, it was actually a good episode. Yeah. Uh, recorded. I he don't, recorded in the can on I don't Saturday. know how to say this without sounding like I'm sucking your dick, but the Mumble and I, Mumble Room and I agree. We talked about this. You had a conversation I, I had with a the com- Mumble Room. So the yeah. collective of the Mumble Room. Yeah, it was about okay. 15 people. Okay. Uh, and we've all decided that you have more talent than anybody else on the Twit Network, with maybe the exception <laughs> of Leo. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... <laughs> Wait, yeah. Wait. So, is Leo my good friend? Uh, your good friend. <laughs> my good yeah, friend. Your buddy. <laughs> my, fr- my buddy. Oh uh, hush. We, yeah, we were watching that. And we we're like, uh, wait a minute. Why is Padre the one in the hosting chair, and why is Chase in the one in the guest chair? Because, because, so, because. Let's be honest. Okay. You could teach Padre a few things. Let's be honest. You could so, teach Padre. I'm going to give things. you some secret sauce. Oh, give me a little sauce. I'm going to give you some behind the scenes action. So on Friday, uh, while I was at the laser show, <laughs> yeah, I I got a DM uh, from Padre. Oh, oh, dude, did it take you out of your moment? No, 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 no. Okay. I didn't know about the DM until yeah. the next day. Oh, I good actually, for you. My my phone was my my phone was in my pocket. High five, I was, right here. I Boom, was, buddy. I was, uh, I was too uh, you distracted. Were in it. I was distracted. No, it was the lasers. You were enjoying the fucking moment. It was awesome. Good for you. Yes. Yeah. So the next morning, when I came out of my coma, I. <laughs> What I, what I recovered. Yeah. <laughs> when I woke up the next morning. When I touched back with humanity. I saw, I had a DM from Padre mm. saying, hey, would you like to be a uh, guest on Padre's Corner tomorrow? And I'm thinking, well, he records on Tuesdays. I was a little confused. No, he's pre-recording because he's going to do like some sort of yeah, spiritual journey. Yeah, he was on a retreat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so I responded to him and I said, hey, I'm, I'm totally down uh, if this is still open. Because I didn't respond to him right away because I was thinking, well, maybe he might have found somebody else. So... He responded back. He goes, yeah, you're in. Um, I'll see you tonight. And then about a few minutes later, I didn't know what was going on because I tuned in and I saw Scott Johnson. And I'm like, oh, it was pre-recorded. And yeah. I'm like, I like Scott Johnson. He's good. He's fine. He's a good guy. He's Frog no pants. Chase. Yeah. He's no Chase Nunes, though. He's literally Scott Johnson. I mean, I like Scott Johnson, but I, I, I always know. He's a great artist. Scott Johnson is super talented. Yes. Uh, he's a super nice guy. Yes. He's super smart. Yes. He's very, very funny. Yes. I always know what he's going to say. Yes. I don't always know what you're going to say. No. And I like, that's why I like to listen to you. I put you on the edge of your seat. Right. Because it's like, I mean, sometimes I think I know what you're going to say, but every now and then, dude, you surprise me. And so when I'm listening to Padre's Corner, I, same thing with Padre. Right. I always, 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 always know what Padre's going to say. Right. right. Yeah. I always know what Scott's going to say. I like both Padre and Scott a lot. Yeah. But I always know what they're going to say. Yeah. It's not very interesting to watch. You know, sometimes Jay surprises you a little bit. And I thought that was good. So Saturday, after he got the message. Oh, and, and, Saturday. And I, and, oh. Sorry. Oh, no, no problem. And, and I confirmed with him uh, the time slot. He said, hey, we're going to be talking about gaming. Can you can, can you come up with a few a, topics? A can few, you talk about gaming, Chase? Right. And he said, can you come up with some stuff, maybe the you know, top gaming news from the yeah. past six months? Yeah. I'm like, sure. Can you give me a link to the doc? And he did, and so I I, I put together so all those new, all those stories. Those are all you. Those are all me. Those are good. Those are all me. And yeah, you uh, kind of pick like uh, what the fuck happened in gaming in the last, last six, six months since we talked. Really, right. So, so I, yeah, obviously I picked, good. Good. I picked the obvious uh, stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Gamergate, which we had to talk about because it was important, but we didn't get too like deep because obviously uh, you could have a whole show dedicated to Gamergate. Mm, no, I think you could. no. Oh, oh, you could have like. 
you could have a podcast. Right, right, right. No, but what, what I mean is like I don't think I mean not I mean who am I to say? Right. But I, I don't think what I think it was, and not not to be critical of you, uh but I think what you did is I think you sensed that Padre was only willing to go so far with the conversation. And so you only went so far. As the good co-host, you only right, went so far. It's not my show, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. However, here, I like I would let you go as far as Chase Nunes wants to go sure. talk, talking about well, sure. Well, I mean, we've yeah. been doing this for right. you know, yeah, 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 two yeah, and a yeah, half yeah. years. So. I, but the, yeah. the reason why I mention that is because I, I felt like I heard everything I knew about Gamergate from you. I feel like there's more inside of you about Gamergate that you have come to personally conc- yeah. as a conclusion I, I, that I didn't hear. Yeah, and and obviously some of it is because of subject wanna, matter and yeah, and like but, and like that's not what that show's about. No, no, right? it, no, it isn't. And it, I'm no. not I'm not putting that on because like no, yeah. it might have been inappropriate actually if you'd gone that far into right. it. Right, and yeah. that's why that's why you know I, I basically glossed over the highlights on that. But yeah, if you notice. He's you, a, so you Chase, did kind of like uh, though. However, you did kind of put like a couple of things out there. And if, if if Padre had chosen to latch onto them, he could have bit them. You would have gone further, into right? Them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it was very very weird because I knew that I was on his show, right? It's his show, but when he said, "All right, so Chase, what are we talking about?" That's that's where at that moment in the show, I got the steering wheel for a very brief moment. Did that feel good? It felt weird because you're on the Twit now. I'm on Twit, yeah, yeah, and I'm uh, I'm on with Padre. You almost and honestly, and there were times I prompted him by for the response. Way, you did, and yeah. by the way, the mumble room, and I totally 100 percent agree. Again, for the second time in a row, your connection and your audio and your picture looked better than Padre's in studio. <laughs> I didn't even bring it up, dude. The mumble room's like, dude, right. why does Chase look better than the guy in studio looks? Like, so, the, the mumble room brought it up. And I'm like, I know! So. <laughs> it's because the dude cares. So last night, last night, um, I was I was actually in the Twit chat room for about 30 minutes last you? night. You? In the Twit chat room? Well, no, the, no the reason why I was in there, because I knew that they are going to play the, uh, the, oh, the, uh, the, the, the rerun yeah, yeah, of yeah. the show, yeah, yeah. but some people might be thinking it's a live show right. because they didn't know it was pre-recorded. Yeah, and you so, could answer questions. Right. Now, that's then, actually, that, like, super nice of you. Yeah, and that's why I was in there. And uh, so before, our, the lead-in was episode 200 of Android, uh, All About Android, and they brought in Eileen. And I'm sorry. I think Eileen's cool, um, but uh, my wife and I were, were watching on the big it screen. It was awkward. Well, no. Did she agree? Well, what the, did she think? The awkward it? part. That's a whole separate subject. I was just going to talk about the video quality of Eileen. Oh, and she looked a little. She um, looked. I would say Walking Dead, maybe. I was. We were going that. We were like. She looks kind of dead. Like she yeah. has no like well, fullness you, in the color. You know what anything. that is, right? It's yeah. It's the twit lighting that they did for Tom Merritt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's Tom Merritt's daily tech news lighting. So, so here, and the reason why Tom does it is because the dude, you know, I mean, you can kind of get it. He doesn't want to wear makeup, right? He's a guy. Yep. He doesn't have perfect skin, right? So, how about you just? I mean, he sits in a room that makes him look like he's tan. Yeah, yeah. And so, so but when Eileen, I, when you put it on a woman who actually is semi attractive yeah. and like has good complexion, well, my wife, uh, she you looks know, a little fucking zombie. Sometimes I find it, uh, you know, tough to comment on women. Uh, you know, when I'm yeah. right next to my and wife, and sometimes you find that your your wife finds women hot, and that's extremely sexy. Right. Well, so my wife, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my wife. So they were doing flashbacks, episode one, right? Yeah. And you saw those flashbacks. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And, and and my wife's like, man, yeah. she looked great back then. What happened? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? And I was thinking, well, no, I was like, honey. 
it's she's it's, in it's the camera. She's it's lit. Yeah, she's yeah. lit, and it's it different. Makes all the difference, yeah. dude. And so when uh, so the first time, honestly, the first time I was watching my episode of Padres Corner was last night. I didn't. Well, I haven't watched it. Jasmine since. feels like we are trashing people. Right now. Do you want to address that real quick? No, no, we're not, actually. No. I mean, first off, we think Eileen's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we think smart. everybody's awesome over and, there. And Eileen was one of the best bookers they ever had, hands oh, down. When she was producer of yeah. TWID, yeah. which is their flagship show. The, this, this Week in Tech. This yeah. Week in Tech, which yeah. is the, the Sunday show. Which, which the whole fucking network's named The whole after. thing's It'd named after. It'd be like if Jupiter Broadcasting was named after Linux Action Show. Right, yeah. right. Basically, and called the network Lass. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Man, um, she booked that show. She made that show awesome. That was the best run of that show. Right. And what that did was that was this is how you do a tech roundtable. Yeah. That's when Eileen ran Twit. What that was for the rest of the podcasters is hey, pay the fuck it up right now because this is how you run around. This, and this is the show of right. record of yeah. tech. This and, is it. And when she left, it no longer was that. No. Well, I mean. Uh, Jason's doing fine. Jason's fine. Jason doesn't have the net. Na- First of all, Jason's only like. One month in. Yeah. Second of all, Jason doesn't have the knack that Eileen had. Like, I, I, I am not the biggest fan of Eileen on camera or on mic at all. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, like Google's paying her to do, Eileen really gets the job done. Yeah. And you got to respect oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Sort of like uh, here on the network, uh, producer Q5Sis. Oh, yeah. I'm Q5Sis, yeah. he never, ever, ever comes on camera. Ever. Right? He never goes on mic. He never goes on camera. But he lines up the best interviews. We've, I mean, behind the scenes, he's amazing. Yeah. In front of the camera, it's not his thing. Yeah. That's actually the best kind of producer you can have, though. Because otherwise, you have a producer who just wants to eventually become a host. Wasn't he running camera at Linux Fest Northwest? You were. No, 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 no. The the camera when out on the interviews and when Noah was doing interviews. Who was running camera? Pro- Alex. Oh, it was Alex. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah. You should clear your schedule for the end of April. Uh, oh, yeah. Chase. Well, how many days are we talking? Two. Oh, the weekend? Yeah. Oh, it, is that when Linux Fest we'll is? Look. Okay. <laughs> but you got it. You got it. You got it. I know. I got to come back. You do. Yeah, uh, I know. Because people literally, people talk about like, you're kind of a legend now. Like people are like- A legend? <laughs> you are, dude. We talked about it on Unplugged. You should, you, if nothing else, you should listen to, um, listen to Linux Unplugged for about every five episodes you're mentioned. And like, <laughs> oh, and like people are like, yeah, nobody has switched like Chase switched. Like, like you, you went down. Like in in record is like nobody's done a live show like Chase has done a live show before, and yeah. I agree because you know, like, uh, there's li- there's never been anybody that I've ever known that I would let run Wirecast, right? Yeah. But like, not only did you run Wirecast, but dude, you're making lower thirds on the. <laughs> you're doing <laughs> I everything made... I would do, yeah, right? Yeah. You do it, and I love that. Yeah. And I'm like, so he's got to come back at Linux Fest Northwest. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna look it up right now. Well, you know, it's it's funny you mention that. Uh, Linux Fest in Northwest, which, by the way, welcome to the Unfiltered Show. Uh, but <laughs> we start the show? I don't think no, we've no, started we started the show yet. No, we haven't. Do you want to start the show? No, we no, not yet. Okay. Oh, we, I like rapping. Um, so, so it is uh, 25th to the 26th. Okay, that's, that's a Saturday, Sunday. Yep, it is and, not not a month from now. You have uh, two months until, and it, it, and, and it is two months, and it is the end of two months from now. And the, the, the cool thing is all I need is really just that Friday off, because that's the Friday's that setup day, right? Evening. Okay, yeah, so... If you got off at, like, four thirty five o'clock... I can take a half day, really. Well, probably, I think, uh, super long, like, not going to put this out on the actual downloads, but my my hope is 
to bring in every single Jupiter Broadcasting host. Like wow. Chris Moore, uh, Michael Dominic, Alan Jude, like everybody wow. from the East Coast, bring them all in. And bring we'll them all a, out. We'll have a dinner on Friday. That so would I would be awesome. really, 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 really like you to be well, there. Well, Friday's going to ha- oh, That's easy. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. Um, what, I was, what I was thinking about is, so with Wirecast 6, which I have, which I know it, because of some of the technical issues, we can't, you can't use it here right now. But um, with Wirecast 6, you have the ability to bring in iOS devices as cameras. Okay, that so could iPads be huge on the on the floor. Right? So if the Wi-Fi is is if, obviously, I know we had the little thing, but we might need a bigger access point to to fill the floor, or even a couple to repeat the signal. Mm-hmm. But the one thing we could do is live on the floor interviews that I'm thinking about <laughs> from the iOS device. From the iOS device. So basically, you, the iOS device is the camera. Yeah. Uh, you have the interview. I think happening. The iPad is a better way to go than iPhone. You got oh, yeah. more battery. You oh, probably yeah. have a better signal. Yeah, and. Uh, the other cool, the other thing I was thinking about too is there's also Twitter integration. So if we're doing live stuff on the stream and people use a hashtag or whatever, yeah. fuck, it, we should have a hashtag. Yeah, we need a hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so we got time to think about. This. We do. Yes, it's a good time to think about. This yes, stuff. but worst comes to worst, uh, you know, if that doesn't work, uh, you know, we could always uh, uh, Skype. Uh, you know, even if you have like an iPad that has a built-in three G uh, LTE, mm-hmm. like a Verizon or a, mm-hmm. or an mm-hmm. AT T or whatever, mm-hmm. that would work too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, by then Ting mm-hmm. will probably yeah, be they already will. good. They'll be on GSM by then. They'll be on GSM, which I have the cards. You have your cards. I do. Yeah. I have two. Yeah, me too. <sighs> I don't have a phone. I have my Nexus Five. I want a Moto X Gen Two. I'm waiting until March, April to see HTC's and Samsung's announcements. Yeah, like, I know. I know. All metal. Yeah, I know. Samsung might actually. Might actually get me this year because uh, <laughs> my wife's been telling me this, and Why I'm like, I don't all... know if I want to do it. I don't know if I want to go to Samsung if they feel cheap. All metal. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, all here's right. what it would take. All I'm right. telling you what it would take. All right. All metal. All right. Removable back. Okay. If I'm gonna go Samsung, okay. give me a removable back. Okay. Like that's like the what they have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of their phones. Right. And then give me like as close to. Pure Google as you can. Like I know Samsung's like can't totally drop touch whiz or whatever. Yeah. But if you could get as close and, and the reason why I think they can is because they just they just signed a ten year patent agreement with Google and and the caveat to that deal with Google was we'll kind of stop customizing Android. We'll get more of a clean experience. Maybe maybe we see the first kind of like realization of that new agreement with the S6. Yeah. I'm kind of getting excited. See, I'm getting excited about the new HTC One. Uh, one and the I M8? know what, Yeah, the M9. M9. And I've been uh, kind of, why, why does it feel like we're talking about British highways, the M8, the M7, whatever? But So the M9, uh, possible rumors of a 20 megapixel rear camera, still an all-metal body. Uh, a front wide angle 12 megapixel camera. Oh, 12 it, megapixel front facing? Yeah. Um, uh, improved boom sound speakers. The reason why they're going to move that black bar and get rid of it is so they can put bigger speakers in the phone. Um, I've been reading a lot about it. And I'm just like, so <laughs> what you are talking about right now, hands down, is fundamentally my problem with Android because I get so excited about the future technology. That I cannot bring myself to buy the current technology. I can't like if you said Chris buy a Nexus Five, I would literally like they did bring it back. I am an owner of a Nexus Five, and yeah. if today you told me Chris you should buy a Nexus Five, my response to you would be you should go fuck yourself and <laughs> die in a fire. 
Right? That would be my response. Right. I would because never tell anybody to go buy Nexus 5 so now. Many, but, you, yeah. got, you, got the, you got the 1. Yeah. You got the Nexus 6. Yep. You, got the, uh, you got the Motorola X2. Don't forget G3. Those are current yeah. phones. Yeah. Then you got, the, you got the Samsung S6. Yeah. You've got the potentially new HTC M9. Yeah. I mean, this is the fundamental problem I have every single, literally, Chase, every single motherfucking day with Android is that every day I want a better phone. With <laughs> iOS, I know... Then in the fall, there'll be a new there'll one. There'll be a new one. And I don't, be a need, revision. I, don't, I don't need to sit here and tease myself. Yeah. I don't need to think about yeah. what might be better. I don't think about what's around the corner. I think, how many months am I away from September or November or whatever the fuck they want to choose? Uh, and do I need a phone now? And that is literally my math equation. That is so much easier, dude. See, the phone that got me moved over to Android was the M7. The HTC One M7, yeah, buddy, because it yeah. was. Oh, I love was, that phone. That phone. It's the best. See, the best Android phone phone ever made, right? Right. Now. Well, you saw I my video. I, I've had the Nexus Six. <laughs> you had camera problems. Yeah, yeah. But as far as universal remote performance yeah. goes, uh, software selection and uh, the screen and uh, universal remote. Yep, it's good. Yeah. The problem is purple haze and many other problems. Right. I agree. The and pro- the service it, was awful. Actually, doesn't that underscore? It is the best Android phone ever made and yet it has these one two three problems yeah yep. it has three major problems and it, camera right camera yep. yep is it not only does it have purple haze but it's too low i'm gonna i count these as two but it's, they got a, uh, ultra pixels no, it is too low of resolution yeah it i agree truly truly is well, especially you can't zoom in crop you the can't. m the m8 is four megapixels yeah that's too low and yep. then and then and then number three HTC Sense. I'm sorry, but HTC Sense is a deal breaker. Now, it was nice that you could have got an M7 and an M8, uh, the Google Play editions, but now Google has discontinued that whole thing, yeah, right? Yeah. So the only way, if you ever want to go with a pure Android experience now, Nexus 6. Is Nexus 6. I don't want a 5. Point whatever, 5.200 inch screen. screen it is, whatever yeah. it is. I don't. I don't want that big. But it's nice. Have you seen it? Oh, you, I want one. It's I, really nice. I personally want I'm one. I'm very close to pull the trigger yeah, on one, I and I'm, I'm going to wait. I want a Moto X2. Mm. Five inches is where I'm at. And uh, you, you, know, you get the Nexus parts. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, what I really, 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 really want. Is Brian Williams to host a show on Jupiter Broadcasting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> No, dude. I want. I want iPhone. I want iPhone six plus with Lollipop, and I want all the features on the iPhone six. I want the Touch ID. Mm-hmm. I want Siri. Mm-hmm. I want uh, good connectivity to Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. Right. I want uh, good battery life. And I want a, and I want the camera s- lens that doesn't stick out. Yeah, and I want cameras that work good, and I want pictures that happen right away. And here's the other thing I want. I mean, this is just me. I just kind of want this. Uh, I want to actually enjoy using the device. Just care crazy, I know, and I wouldn't mind sixty frames per second throughout the entire UI. Wow, that's what iOS does. iOS has a hard limit. If if you cannot produce a sixty frames per second, go fuck yourself. Wow, right? Yeah. Android's like, dude, you want to ship ten frames per second? That's fine. I would like somebody to come in and say, no, this is the benchmark. If you do not, pro- here's what I want. Oh my god, this is what I want. I want I want the Moto X two or even the One Plus One. I want the Amazon App Store, but I don't want the Amazon App Store. I want people to have taste curating applications to make sure they're only the good apps. And you know, like if I have a if I have an app like you were commenting on iOS, uh, and I've started to notice this. I, I use the NPR one app. Okay. And when I launch it, guess what happens? The text along the top bar gets bigger. Yeah, because it's not optimized. Bingo. Drives me fucking crazy. Yep. 
And I would have never noticed it if you didn't say something. <laughs> so, but you said something, dude. And now I notice and, and it that, every day. And that's why I, I, I only had the plus, the yeah. six plus for yeah. like 24 hours. Yeah. Because it bugged yeah. the fuck out of me. At least I, and you that, had to you had to send back the six plus. Yeah. And I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. And now I'm seeing everything you said, dude. It's your fault. Doesn't it bug you? Yes. It does, bugs the hell out of you. Yes. Because I, when I see that, I'm, I'm thinking... <laughs> This is not why I bought the phone. No, I, no, no, no. You but you spent a premium price. Yes, to have a premium interface, a premium experience. Yep. But instead, yeah. I get semi-premium experiences depending on what app I'm using. At least I know that on Android, even if they haven't updated it to the Lollipop experience, it'll scale. It will scale, and it'll still look fine. Yeah, it's but a on dynamic iOS, UI. It doesn't. Well, and you know, and going back. Yeah. What did I just say? I want 60 frames per second. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? You do that by locking in the UI, yeah. by knowing the devices, by saying, this is what I will deliver, and and this is this is all I will deliver. Yeah. And, and, and because of that, you can expect that, and you can design around that. And that is why the iPhone has 60 frames per second. The Android doesn't. But when you go, when you start switching screen sizes, you start to see the difference. Yes. Yeah. Hey, before we uh, uh, officially transition over, mm-hmm. uh, head over to YouTube real quick. Have you seen the uh, Conan O'Brien uh, uh, clips that he's been making fun of of Brian Williams? No. You need to see these. I don't watch Conan on a regular basis. Well, right. I subscribe to him on, on YouTube because so, I, I still right. find him very, very yeah, funny. Yeah, well, totally. Conan's very funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. YouTube, Conan. I'll just search for Conan O'Brien. Well, if you go to YouTube. Oh, I like saying Conan O'Brien. O'Brien. All right. All right. Team Coco. His yeah. is his YouTube account. Yeah. All right. And so, yeah, go to videos. Good for you, Conan. Good and for you. And scroll up. He puts a lot of content Yeah, he does. Online. Seven hours ago. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit back. He Whoa, might... look at that. Look at that. Look at that, Chase. Okay. Lily so, Collins. Hello, sweetie. So... He he actually has two videos. That's the second one. <gasps> All right, let's watch this one. All right. Go, Conan, I mentioned go. the controversy involving NBC Should we put uh, Nightly News show? anchor. Uh, you, you'll get taken down by Conan. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That is constantly a problem. Brian Williams, because he claimed he was in a helicopter that came under fire in Iraq in 2003. Well, last night, uh, Williams apologized, said he had misspoke. Look, look how Conan is sitting. Yeah, he always sits like that. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's, you know, that's how, that's his, you know, he's a very linky white guy. Think, look how his gut, though, is. Like, would you ever sit like that when you're doing the show? Oh, hell no. <laughs> how, that, that demonstrates you how comfortable he is. See, the only reason I bring this up is because I feel like you and I have been shortchanging our, our ability to recognize these things. That is a man who is extremely comfortable right now. And he's relaxed and, yeah. That, fucking matters like what he's talking about like how comfortable they are when they talk about it really oh we, i know he's 6'4 wwnsx oh yeah. i know yeah, yeah he's very, he's very yeah. tall guy yeah. yeah we need to spend more time analyzing this kind of shit because body language look at that right now look how much is being said right now with no words playing yeah right and we we have to be we we need to be more attentive to that during clips all right let's listen but I don't think this is the only time Brian Williams has tried to get in on someone else's glory. We did some research. Take a look. I already love it. I already then, love it. Five years ago today, a plane landed in the Hudson River here in New York City. And Captain Brian. Oh, look at Brian. Oh, look at him. You just cut him. Look at those eyes, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back it up. I'm going to back it up. But look at those eyes. 
Look at that Brian Williams I, right poor there. Poor guy. Don't you just kind of want to kiss those cheeks? I'd be like, Brian, man, what are you doing, buddy? What are you doing? Brian. Brian. Brian let's talk about this, Brian. 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 Brian, Brian we need you, Brian. Brian, you had it all. Brian, we need you to be the hero we need. York City. And Captain Brian Williams was hailed as a hero for his perfect <laughs> emergency landing. We have witnessed a test of human skill and endurance really unlike any other. Brian Williams completed what's been roundly described as yeah. the most difficult <laughs> free climb in the world. Good job, Brian Williams. American novelist oh. Brian Williams gave us a great American book, To Kill a Mockingbird, and then he disappeared. Charlie Sifford has died. He was often called the Brian Williams of golf. He was the first black player on the PGA Tour. To Kill a Mockingbird was a great book. It really was. <laughs> yeah. Good for Brian yeah, Williams. Good for Brian Williams. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> I love it. Captain Brian Williams landed. Oh, man, Cohen, it's so good, uh, dude. I got to watch that every night. There, that is there's so good. No, in my opinion, there's no comedian no. better who yeah. picks up on the current events of the day, Top of his has game, a right? great writing team, yeah. great editing yeah. team, and yeah. they just, boom, make man, it happen. Man, isn't that poignant with, with John Stewart uh, retiring?